I, I, what happened was, is yesterday I was a goofing, I was looking for some audio, and I on the uh, network, I found all the songs and the performances, and I found them in multi-track form and everything, so I was able to, like, isolate his vocal. Oh, really? Because as I was listening to... In the to Peter these, Laboratories? In the Peter Laboratory. Because <laughs> as I was listening to, as I was listening to the song, I was like, man, he sounds like... A parody of he sounds like somebody else singing like Scott Stepp. He seems yeah, like, it, sounds like D doing. Scott it sounds Stapp. like a parody of himself. And so as you go and listen, um, he, it's just all the kind of inflections and the things that he does. Really, and then he like makes up weird words. So listen to this very strange word that he sings. Number one, please. When you're with me, I'm free. Yeah. Free. Ooh. Very Vegasy. Is this in practice? When you wear no? me, I'm free. I'm careless. I'm above the What's a bubble? The <laughs> Is that the Was one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hear that again. Here's the, here's the special word. Let's, let's cut number two, please. Bull of the Otis. I have no Bo-lo-vi- idea. What's he saying? <laughs> Me and D are having an argument Bo-lo-vi- about what this is. <laughs> See, that's the thing. When you've got a voice, you can do something. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I think he's you can't with Peter around. I think he's saying <laughs> above all the others. And D, what do you think he's saying, D? He's saying the 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 bold of the oldest. Hold on, let's hear the whole thing in its context. If we go go back to the uh, the first track, number one, please. I love this song. I don't know about this this version. I don't like that. I'm I'm free. free. That's like, hey, the lights are coming on. No, no, no. You got to back it up. Listen, listen to the free after the free. That's the good one. Oh, really? I love love this one. Okay, listen. I'm free. Now listen. (laughs) Hold on. When you wear me. I'm free. Here. That was it. I'm careless. <laughs> I'm Above all the other. Oh, we'll Something will fly. Both of the the oldest <laughs> will fly. I think he's saying both of the oldest. I think he's saying bowl of ravioli is what I bowl think. Bowl of ravioli. Yeah, that's what I Let, think he's let's saying. Let's hear it isolated now, please. I think it's a please. disease like boliosis. <laughs> <or Right>. bol- <laughs> okay, so he has all these weird little, uh, weird little like quirks about the way he sings. Let's uh, hear a very brief cut number four, please. My sacrifice. Come on. Come on. No. <laughs> What's Come wrong on. with that? Not oh, like, he sounded like Elvis. Dean. He's I know. Elvis he's doing a little Elvisy thing. Come on. Come on. And, and Come then on. he, uh, he, he, uh, well, that's when he, that's what got me at the start when he goes, I'm free. And it's like, it's like he's waiting for the light show to go, bam! You know, one of those things. Here's, uh, <laughs> he's really getting into the song, uh, on this particular part. I created, I created, I created, I created, I created, I created my own prison. <laughs> All right. I feel like for this episode, I wanted to not do music. I wanted to give people a little bit of a, uh, a, uh, 
preview or I mean go go Google Lex and Terry and all the kind of the funnier things that they did, but uh I just randomly just picked this one up and uh yeah. Sorry, no intro music today. We're we're just gonna have an intro of Lex and Terry. Welcome to another dumb podcast. Uh I am Brad C. Uh this is a nice special episode again. Uh more big name guests this week. We have Peter Welton of the Kick Around, formerly of Lex and Terry, the Geek Out. Now he's still with the Geek Out, but you know. Uh yeah, so uh this is a kind of a funny one. I uh, I actually re-listened to the the uh, podcast today. We recorded it last night. And I was listening to it. Um it's kind of funny, you know. Uh Peter even when I asked to uh I was like, "Hey, can you jump can you uh be on the podcast?" He kind of he definitely second, you know, like you you want me on the podcast and uh I had just had Dan McDowell from Bob and Dan and you know Bad Radio on and he was kind of like oh, I don't know if you want me to be on it and you know what are we going to I mean almost to a point like he didn't know what we were going to talk about but you know what it it turned out to be a really funny di- uh, deep dive um actually we actually got into a little bit of a conversation today with uh on Twitter about one of the things we're going to talk about in the uh in the podcast with Lex, I forgot how good of a guy Lex is. Lex, if you're listening, I I, uh, I apologize that I don't listen as much, uh, or if all, at all. I'm sorry, uh, but I do have an appreciation for you. I think you're a great broadcaster, um, Hall of Famer in my mind, you know. But I uh, I wish you guys could uh, uh, maybe be <laughs> maybe be back on the radio airs, uh, radio waves in Dallas, but uh, I don't think that's really in the cards. It's not. Uh, it's obviously behind uh, beyond y'all, but you know, still a successful show, and I uh, I have a, a great appreciation, and I, w- I had a great time talking to Peter about all this. <laughs> I'm sorry this intro is a little longer than usual, but you know, I kind of was just letting it go now. But um, yeah, I uh, it, we. Had Peter Walton. Uh, I had Jay jump on just because you know he's a funny guy and uh, he didn't know anything about Lexington. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> so. And then I had Jonesy on, who knows Peter Walton and also knows uh, Lexington. So it was really uh, a good little podcast. I uh, I hope you can stick around for the end. It's it's okay. You know Peter Walton jumps off and then we kind of talk again about a. Uh, some of some of the goings on and uh, what happened last week with uh, Jeff Cavanaugh. So enjoy it. Uh, follow me again at I am Brad C uh, on Twitter. Follow Jay Cranfill. I'll, I'll leave the links in below. But uh, follow follow Peter. You sh- definitely should be already doing that. But at P E E T two and uh, Jonesy at Jonesy uh, at I'm sorry at Jonesy B thirteen. I don't know what the fuck. What is that? Um. Yeah, uh, rate and review us. Give us five stars, please. You know, I mean, it's not that hard. Just five stars. Don't do any more one stars. What are we getting one stars for? It's probably the audio in this podcast, which was, I, I finally finagled and fixed uh, some of the audio issues I've been having. It was a stupid, idiotic mistake. I have no idea why I, it was one of those things early in podcasting, I found out, oh, you're not supposed to do this. And then I, stopped doing it and then i was trying to do it i don't know it's it's super technical and i'm super dumb about audio 
but I'm I'm glad that I I fixed my little issue. But uh, also, uh, please contribute to the show if you can. At the bottom, you know, there's a way to donate to the show. Um, yeah, please uh, email whatever you can do, man. I, we want to have it be very interactive. You know, Jonesy is a listener, and he got on the podcast, and I think it was fun. I was a <laughs> he wasn't a a seasoned podcaster like myself, but you know he did fine. But uh, enjoy, enjoy the Peter Welton podcast. Here's in the Another dumb podcast. Hello, everybody. There's Peter. <laughs> hey, Pete. How's it going? Hey, guys. I'm good. Didn't think we'd ever get here, but here is Peter Welton there we on go. the podcast. Hey, Brian. And there's yeah, Brian. I always see Brian. I yeah. didn't know this. you were a part of this shindig. Well, hey, man. Okay, so I get a, I get a message from uh, from Brad yesterday saying, "Hey, I'm having Peter on with perspective for the soccer show," and I was like, "I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying we're going to talk soccer, but I feel like you you know Pete uh, quite a bit on that circle with the uh, you know his show on the ticket. So mm-hmm. whereas I I know I know Peter from back in the day over on Lex and Terry, so." Yeah, which is cool because I was actually a Lex and Terry listener back in the day, but didn't realize until I had kind of known Pete through the soccer stuff that Pete was. Were you in the '90s? I guess we can talk about this later. I don't want to waste. <laughs> no, I, you mean when? When? When was I with Lex and Terry? Yeah. Or uh, I was with Lex and Terry when we started the network in '97 up until 2010. Oh, dude. So, yeah, absolutely. So, I was, I listened probably late 90s because that's, I graduated late 90s from high school. So, that was here. Were you in the Dallas area? Yeah, I was here. No, yeah. So, you, you listened to them when they were here and they replaced Bo and Jim on Q102. 100%. And then, uh, I, they hired me to launch their, their network and start their network in 97. I think they had been here for like eight months prior to that. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Sweet. That's weird. That's crazy. It's so weird. Every once in a while, I'll bump into people and they're like, I used to listen to you on Lex and Terry when I was in high school. <laughs> it seems so long ago. I mean, you've, yep. you've been gone for so long, but it's, you know, I don't Do know. Do you still listen to the show, Brad? No, I, I don't. Okay. I Unfortunately, I don't. I, you know, there's only so much you can listen to, but, you know, I, yeah. I, do you Do you keep up with Lex and Terry? Yeah, uh, uh, well, you know, they, the bulk of those guys still do the show. The show is still in Dallas. based here in Dallas yeah. at the iHeart building. In fact, they rented a studio, or they built a studio, and then, uh, but Terry does his part of the show and has for, oh, hell, Many six, years. seven years from from Seattle. Which is crazy, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, that was... Well, I'm sorry, Peter. I, see, I talk. I talk to Lex every once in a while. I, I almost never talk to Terry. I do call-ins with the show for technical. If they ever want to do technical segments or geek segments or something, 
they'll have me on and I do those on kind of a regular basis, but that's kind of my limited engagement with those guys. Yeah. I guess we should reset because a lot of, I, I, do you, do you talk much about this on the kick around, I guess with Lex and Terry? I don't, I don't, I don't know. No. If it, I don't think anybody knows your background as far as, I mean, you've been doing this radio. Everybody kind of thinks, well, oh, you just popped on to do some soccer stuff, but you've been doing the radio <laughs> business for many years. So, yeah, no, I was in the radio business. I've been in the radio business for over 30 years. Uh, so the weird part about that is, um, where the hell was I going with this? Yeah, the Lex and Terry thing, I, I we did that for a long time, and it was a nationally syndicated show. So when I quit doing it, I just had this weird kind of self-absorbed idea that people would constantly be berating me about my Lex and Terry years. Yeah. And then I quit the show, and nobody ever asked me about it. <laughs> like, literally, like, years went by, and nobody ever went, oh, you're the dude from Lex and Terry, or, or hey, I want to talk about why you left the show or anything. Nobody ever asked me about it. So I just kind of went, oh, maybe... Maybe not as many people listened as I used to think they did. It was also a different part of the country. The show was very, very popular and in a very different part of the country than it was. Yeah, about. like big in like Jacksonville and like weird places in South Dakota or something. Uh, mostly in the Southeast. It was really, really popular <laughs> yeah. in the Southeast and in military towns. It was huge in towns with military um, uh, bases. Well... I guess you can kind of start Which off. probably says a lot about the show. Yeah, I know. I think that's the, well, they do a lot of relationship advice. And uh, so we're. My least favorite part of the show, too. Oh, so. shit. Really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe you can get pretty candid on. I mean, so you still think that you have. And I said you, you don't talk to Terry, but I, you don't. I don't think you have a adversarial relationship with the show. Uh, you know. No, I mean, look, it, it was. Um, I, Brian, Jay, I don't know if you ever met. You and I ever met? No, not not previously. Hey, were you a listener? Did you ever listen to that show? Uh, I'm aware of, aware of the show. That's about it. <laughs> you really put him on the spot there. That's yeah, a polite, that's a polite way of saying, "Oh, fuck, I hated that show." I, I know that show existed. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's uh, uh, well, I don't. What was the question? I forgot. What were you going to ask me about how I got involved with it or what the history? No, was? I guess uh, you know. You were with the show for many years, and then out of nowhere, you kind of you. Uh, okay, maybe we need to go backtrack because I, I think maybe we needed to go into more of the Lexitary years, and maybe Jay can finally realize. Oh, okay, well that was a show. Um, <laughs> so they were in the Lexitary show. Was they um, they started out in Jacksonville, or was it? Yeah, uh, and then I think they moved to Dallas and then moved back out. Right. So this is a crazy. This is a crazy story. Yeah. So I want to hear that. Uh, there were these two guys in this and very and like blew up in Jacksonville, Florida. And this was right at the very beginning when radio companies started consolidating and buying other radio stations in other markets, and right. you could own more than one FM or AM station in any given market and start to combine and put, you know, I mean, this is so commonplace today that we forget that once upon a time, you were only allowed to own like one radio station per market. Well, so they started combining radio stations into groups and they, and Q102, which was a legendary station that I literally started my career at. So I was an intern. I was Red, I was Redbeard's original intern in the 80s. Wow. Whoa, whoa. I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. So uh, that's how I, that was my original relationship with Q102. So when they fired Bo and Jim, who were like my, my original morning show heroes, they brought in these two guys called Lex and Terry that I had only knew a little bit about because I was, I was already in the radio syndication business. I was living in New York City. 
doing short form and long form syndication right. sales and all that kind of gym jam. And I, I moved back to Dallas to open an office and I started listening to this show thinking, oh my God, I hate these guys. They replaced my heroes, Bo and Jim. And <laughs> they did one of the very first uh, soundboard drop phone, fake phone calls with the Simpsons. So they would randomly call places yeah. with a bunch of Simpsons drops and prank people. And I had never heard anybody do that on the air before live. Now I'd heard people pre-record things, right? And highly produce it and make it sound perfect. But I had never heard anybody do it on the fly like they did. And I thought it was really funny. And it was weird because about three weeks later, the program director that was still there from when I worked there as an intern called me and said, hey, the company's really big on syndicating these guys. Because in 1997, being a syndicated national show was like the dream of every radio host, especially in mornings. Because Stern was successful at it and Bob and Tom and John Boy and Billy. And so the company, Lex and Terry are like, uh, hey, we're ready to blow up and get syndicated. So they hired me to launch their syndication network. And that's how I got started with them back in 1997. But Q102 was already in kind of bad straits. And the station only, the, the show did fairly well in the ratings, mostly with younger audience, 1834. Um, but the station eventually was blown up and turned into a disco station. <laughs> And yeah. Lex and Terry were told, look, you guys can stay in Dallas and just syndicate out of the studio. But they panicked and they said, uh-uh, uh-uh, we're going back where we're comfortable. And they went back. They literally packed up their shit and moved back to Florida. And yeah. I stayed in Dallas for about the next three years before I finally moved to Jacksonville for a while. Well, I think, okay, I guess as I'm going straight off memory because I'm sure I've heard this. I heard this story probably about probably – 12, 13 years ago is whenever they were driving from Jacksonville to Dallas. Uh, they started listening to the station as they were coming into town. And he started, I think, I thought maybe he had a cell phone. I'm not sure. But he, he called, I can't remember who called who, but Lex called Terry or Terry called Lex and goes, listen to this station. This station sucks. Don't pack your bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You know, Q102 is a heritage rock, classic rock station, you yeah. know, and suddenly it had been forced and spun off into this new rock alternative station. And it didn't really make, it didn't make a lot of sense and it didn't fit. And, and those guys, by the way, were coming from a classic rock station in Jacksonville, uh -huh. the station they had become popular on. Well, anyway, so we, we launched the syndication, and that's where it grew from from there. And, and over the course of the years, we got it on over, you know, 85 stations, and it was on satellite at one point. And it was, you know, it was a quasi-big deal. And, and, I mean, it was never like a stern thing, but for what it was, it was very popular and made a ton of fucking money. And those guys made a, a ton of fucking money. And, like quietly, uh, like uh, quietly, I think it was a very popular show when it got, I mean, I guess when we got it, I mean, or in the early 2000s. For the second time. For the second time, sorry. yeah, Because it came back. It right. came back, and it was already a very big syndicated. It was one of those shows where you could tell that these guys had a lot of money or, a bit, or maybe a budget because <laughs> they were like, let's call this, you know, and they'd just throw oh, money. Yeah. They'd throw money around all the time. You're like, oh, this, these guys are, yeah, wow. Okay, they're yeah, making we, a lot we, we, it was, you know, it was weird because they were, and this is how I got out of it and got into digital stuff is because they wanted to build a website and they wanted to sell stuff on the website and they wanted to make the show available online and they wanted an app and they wanted to stream. And so 
it was one of the earliest radio shows that was into that kind of business and, and trying to expand outside of terrestrial radio. And, and they came and they were like, Peter, you got to figure this out. So I was like, podcasting what you know it really even called that right it was like how do we put this show online how do we do that or Mm -hmm. how do we sell shirts or how do we sell subscriptions so we did a ton of that at the beginning um and then we built the first app and all that crap and that's kind of how i got into this whole the whole digital part of it well yeah which is weird which is how i ended up working which ultimately is what led me to working at the ticket was because i built the original sport i helped build the original sports day app at the dallas morning news which is where I went after I left Lex and Terry. And that's yeah. kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I was alluding to. Yeah. They, Peter was, you know, I had that fucking Lex and Terry app, which you worked on and it, it was, God, it was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, streaming audio in 2006 or whatever was really a whip to build in, in a phone app. It yeah. Was, I can't really it imagine. The worst. Now it seems like, it was probably 2008 because what the first iPhone came out in 2007. Yeah, I, I would say I was going to say about yeah, I was going to say about that. Yeah, about that. yeah. 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 See, I think one of my biggest memories of Lex and Terry was like a uh, God, who was it that called in? And I keep thinking it's Tony Saragusa that was like a weekly call in, some professional football player. Well, they it, had a yeah, they had a ton of friends like that. Somebody that played for Carolina would call in every week and it wasn't very good oh yeah it was the big guy god damn it um and i think he actually is on fox now what's the big italian hairy dude that's that's on fox all or used to be on fox all yeah and that's that's why i wanted to remember but it wasn't him but that's one of my fondest memories of that is always hearing that dude every week one of the things i always remember from that show i can't repeat it yeah it was was a a great too so (laughs) It was a, it was a, it was, there was, it was the best and worst of my career. I mean, there's a lot of things I, I, I've never laughed harder than I did with those guys. Um, uh, and then, you know, it's funny about six months ago, one of the guys I used to work with stumbled across a server with a bunch of old audio and video files on it, which also included all the drunk bitch Friday stuff. Oh my God, was, I forgot those. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, for people that don't listen, so uh, for anybody listening, explain to this, what drunk no bitch Friday is. Yeah. Well, let me explain yeah. who Lex and Terry are first. So yeah. Lex and Terry are just these two guys that are diametrically opposite in every way, shape and form from each other. Right. Terry is this LA comedian, very uh, egotistic, narcissistic, guy uh and lex is this very midwest or not midwestern very easygoing chill 70s record rock record producer kind of type guy right and so uh they're really different but together they're very very funny and they're very natural and the show's completely 100 percent unscripted it's just the two of those guys showing up every morning and and doing essentially why today doesn't suck for five hours straight (laughs) <laughs> and uh and i'm not i mean that's really yeah, what it that, is that is a good description of it yeah and so um and they've got a couple of sidekicks they've got a guy named d that's been with the show forever and then we had a really funny weird intern guy that we his name was tyler that we called taint, taint. who was their street guy that used to do all the street bits and he's the funniest fucker i've ever met in my life he's so hilarious so anyway uh drunk bitch friday was essentially we would uh bring in a woman and get her drunk on the air live over the course of four hours. And it was, it was insanely funny, but it was also the biggest hassle of my entire professional career. <laughs> Cause you career. had to take care of them, right? Were you, well, the huh? Were you the recruiter? 
Well, no, Scott, the producer, did all the recruiting. Um, it, but we had this, we literally had a stack of a thousand applications. Like oh my everybody God. wanted to do this. And, and we did it the first couple of times completely without any kind of uh, safety nets. And it was pretty uh, insane. And then, of course, the, you know, people complained and the radio company was like, um, you're doing what? <laughs> And, and then, of course, uh, every, like the reaction was bad. So they said, well, we need to put some safety measures in place. So we instituted this whole set of rules. We had a policeman on staff. We had a paramedic handy. <laughs> they had to have somebody drive them. They had to stay at the radio station for two hours after the show to make sure they were sober enough. And we had to limo them to and from uh, the deal. And they had to go to a hotel room after the show to rest up in the hotel room and uh, do all this stuff. And, um, and, and it was, it was, uh, it was insane, but it was the way I explained it to people was it was kind of like how French fries get people to go to McDonald's. Like if you never <laughs> wanted to go to McDonald's, you'd be like, did you heard about these fucking awesome French fries? So you'd eat, you'd go and go, Oh my God, I got to go try the French fries. Well, when you're doing more on a radio, you're in a habit. People don't just switch radio shows for no good reason. But if you heard, dude, there's this show on that gets girls drunk on Friday and it's absolutely insane. You're like, I got to go listen to that. And that's how we got people to listen to the show was this stupid bit called Drunk Bit Friday. And it was, it was absolutely bonkers. Well, two of the years we did it, we had a Drunk Bitch reunion show in Jacksonville at this amazingly beautiful and historic place called the uh, Florida Theater. And how they ever let us do it there, I'll never know. But we would get 10 of the girls from that season on stage at one time, and they each had a handler, and they had to do bits and stunts and stuff, and it was absolutely bonkers. And I was watching the video a few months ago, and I was like, I can't believe we got away with doing this shit. This is unreal. <laughs> It was it was uh, it was really an amazing time, but the the girls were all the biggest ass whip you could ever put up with in your life. I mean, it just it was the worst. I hate drunk people to begin with uh, because I'm not a drinker, and so drunk people really drive me nuts. So having to have that as part of my responsibility on a Friday was not a good way to uh, end the week. I, I think the best way to, I mean, the allure to Drunk Bitch Friday was was the progression. Like they would come in totally fresh. Everything's yep, good. Totally sober. Totally yep. sober. They didn't have to like. They're not pre-gaming. They're coming in like, hi Lex, hi Le hi Terry, and then an hour goes in, two hours go in, and you're like, uh, by the end of the show, it's. We had yeah. we had girls that would tell things that ended up causing them getting divorced or pissing <laughs> off their family. I I'm sure some of them probably lost jobs. I mean, it was they would absolutely lose. And then you know we were careful about it to a degree that we would. You know, we wouldn't let them get so bad. Like we would cut, you know, if they got drunk really fast, the guys would start cutting them off because people were worried somebody was, you know, but it was, it was really funny radio. Um, but, and it caused us a lot of trouble and ultimately they ended up having to quit doing it when they got to Dallas because the, they had switched companies at that point and the general manager didn't want them doing it in Dallas because they didn't think they could sell it. And so it just kind of died on the vine, but Trust me, we had all had enough of it at that point. <laughs> but you were like, no, stop, don't. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> stop, yeah. stop drunk bitch Friday. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Jay, what do you think of that? It doesn't seem like a bit that you could still do today. <laughs> no, oh, really? You, you don't think like, say so? If you, if you search, I have, a, I have no idea if it's still out there, but at one point, if you searched my name and drunk bitch Friday on Google, 
it would come up with a letter that got that I had to I had to create a letter. So let me take a step. So in Jack in Gainesville, Florida, the station we were on in Gainesville is actually the college radio station for the University of Florida, WRUF. But it's an unusual station in the fact that it's a commercial radio station. Right. Right. So it's not funded by the state or the university in any way, but it's it's a it's owned by the university. They put the show on. Well, when we started doing Drunk Rich Friday, they tried to cancel the show because they couldn't do that. It's a college station. So we cut a deal where they could just run best of on Fridays and not Drunk Bitch Friday and keep the show because they were paying us an ass load of money. And um, and we were making them even more money. And uh, and I had to write a letter explaining what Drunk Bitch Friday is all about. And so I had to literally write a, 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 like a press release defending drunk bitch friday and it exists on the internet to this day and i'm sure this is why if while i'm trying to find a job and i never get hired it's because people are like who the fuck is this guy that is a uh that's a very much how did i get here moment when you're writing the letter explaining drunk bitch friday well i i I told this story recently you know we i was with the show in the middle of the uh, morning show witch hunt of the early 2000s when the government started chasing morning shows for content because people were writing letters to the fcc and i literally wrote an email to the uh leadership at cox radio uh called farting and i had to write a dissertation essentially explaining why farting wasn't going to get us fined by the fcc by playing fart sound effects and farting on the air Play, playing <laughs> ass masters on on radio or playing <laughs> ass masters on the radio which was literally <laughs> which was literally a fart a, a farting contest yeah. <laughs> it was that it, rings a bell yeah ass masters <laughs> uh, so jay let me explain this to you <laughs> they farted on the radio and then they would count who'd win or i think i don't know it was <laughs> i don't even know so we had, the, taint and d had this ability to literally do like really really long like suck air in and push it out and fart and it was real like this was not staged it was not fake these were like 40 second farts or whatever it was right right into the microphone and i was amazed we all didn't die of dysteria or something like that and they would uh and that that would go into uh whatever the ticket would call the rotator and they would they would throw those on there the real long soundy ones oh yeah they were drops oh yeah yeah. they would just play them yeah it was the dumbest show It's no, it's it's almost like your your adolescence, and you looking back on it, you're like shit. I was gonna say I I listened to Q102 quite a bit. I mean, I remember uh, Triple Shot Thursdays and uh, things of that nature. But New Music Tuesdays. uh, Apparently, the 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 show. I was like, no, I'm not listening to the show. I'm just listening to the music. Yeah, it was not a good fit. Do you guys remember the commercial that Eric Q102 aired for Lex and Terry that caused all the problems, the Dying Kid commercial? I'm interested. I'll say that. Uh, it may be on YouTube. You have to if you, if you search Lex and Terry Dying Kid, I think you'll find it. So okay. it, was a, it was a commercial of Lex and Terry sitting at the bedside. I can't believe fuck this. They were standing next to the bed of a kid in a hospital with all these wires hooked up to him. And I can't remember the punchline, but it said, um, what was it? Uh, Oh, Lex and Terry, just do one more funny show. It's what keeps me going. And it cuts to a Q102 logo. And when it comes back, they're standing at a graveside. (laughs) Oh my God. And, 
and Lex turns to Terry and goes, I thought it was funny. And it in that cut, well, that aired during the Dallas Cowboy game oh, no. in 1998 on a Sunday night. I think it was a Sunday night game or some, or whatever it was. And when we got to the station the next morning, it had crashed the voicemail system. Here it is right here. This is it, the famous commercial. I'm not, and I'm not sure exactly okay. how good the uh, video quality is. Lex and Terry. Yeah, Jimmy. Just do one more funny show for me. That's what keeps me going. Sure, Johnny. Jimmy, whatever. Lex and Terry, mornings. I, uh, I thought it was a funny show. Hey, did you see his mom? Yeah. <laughs> I Lex and Terry, mornings. Q102. All right, so... <laughs> that literally happens, right? That happens, and so the week after, so the week that airs, the guys go on vacation. <laughs> and Peter's like, I had to write a letter. Yeah, I had to write. <laughs> so that was Monday, whatever the day after, they call Lex and Terry and say, guys, you gotta, you gotta come back and we gotta shoot a new ending. Because the, the company completely freaked out. The advertisers were pissed, the, the voicemail system crashed, people were complaining. It was all hell broke loose. And so they made the guys come back and shoot a new ending where the kid runs onto screen with a ball and glove and throws Terry a ball. And I don't remember the joke. It was pretty funny. That's not or, as funny. I don't know. No, it was. <laughs> oh, and it, it pissed the guys off so bad because the, the company was it was, you know, the guys came up with the bit, but the company was 100. The, all the local guys were all 100 percent behind it and thought it was hilarious and made a big deal out of, you know, paying for it. And they spent a ton of money producing that thing. That guy that produ- that shot that was like an MTV video director or something like that of some known name. And so, you know, it aired once and never aired again. Uh, and, uh, and it was a very, very funny time. I had totally forgotten about that until just now. I feel like we can analyze that entire video like for about 30 minutes, but we'll, oh, we'll, we'll you- move on. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it was, I had totally forgotten that. That was uh He's playing Maybe maybe you know what? Maybe we'll re, maybe we'll uh review that cuz I'm filling in on the ticket in the mornings and for the next couple of weeks over Christmas break. Maybe I'll review that with Mike Ducey and see what he thinks oh, about. Oh, yes. It. Yes. <laughs> That's Please a great idea. let Ducey do that. He was playing a Game Boy. <laughs> Timmy, whatever. <laughs> The kid, there's a story behind the kid too, but I can't remember what it is. The kid that's in the hospital bed, he was like somebody, somebody famous's kid that wanted to get into acting. And that was like literally his first paid acting gig. My other observation is he looks relatively healthy. Like, yeah, he yeah, looks sick enough. He dying of? <laughs> a really bad radio show. He's so, a, I guess. He's yelled up hair laying there dying. He's over there dying. Yeah, no kidding. He's over there dying of good looks. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I don't know where we were going with all of this. We were just talking, Lex and Terry oh, okay. stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the show still exists to these days, and it's uh, those two guys, D, and there's a girl that they've got, you know, Sarah, who they hired when they came back to Dallas the second mm-hmm. time. She was the one that won the contest. The second contest, by the way. I was going to talk about the first one, but... <laughs> what was the first contest? Well, you you had hired a girl before. 
her name was Biscuit or was it? Oh, Biscuit. Yeah, Biscuit. B i b i z k i t. I think is what which we, which you you fucking hated her, which is great. Oh yeah, I fired her actually. Yeah, you fired her. I mean, I loved her, but she was absolutely the most miserable employee you could put, which is stunning considering you hired her out of a contest. So we 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 needed people to answer phones because the guy the show was very very phone intensive, and um, but the show was also very heavily screened. Um, you couldn't just get on the air and just, it's not like screenless on the ticket. Like yeah. everybody that came on the show, we had to go through a whole song and dance to make sure we weren't getting pranked and things like that. And she was a terrible employee. So yeah, but she was a sweet girl, total whore. Um, um, uh, you want to know uh, another thing when she, she got on the air, I was working for a, uh, a demolition company where we had to go to the dump a lot. And Biscuit worked at the dump, and that's how they yes! they knew her. She worked that's at the right. dump. That's where we found her. She <laughs> she had applied for the job, and she was working at a dump. I had totally forgotten that. Yeah, yeah. because it was it was jarring to them because most of the people that work at the dump are just uh, dumpy yeah. people. But you know, you have she's a, she was moderately attractive, so it was like, whoa, oh, okay. She had really, really ugly boobs. I just she did have part. really bad boobs. They hung down to the yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to risk adjust for the dump, and it makes it makes it okay. Yeah, because she had. I don't remember how I knew that her boobs were ugly, but I remember there was a a bit on the show where she had to take her top off, and she did so for for money. <laughs> What a- and Taint and D got caught standing behind her, like making some sort of obscene gesture about how low her boobs hung. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing ever. Boobs for radio. Did you think that you're going to be talking about biscuit tonight? But no, I didn't. No, no. Yeah, that was that was my uh, my interactions with biscuit was the. Well, I never actually saw her at the dump, but the guys I knew. Who went to the dump? They knew her, so that was funny. Yeah, I hadn't thought about biscuit in a really, really long time. That's pretty funny. Hope, hope she's doing well. <laughs> I think she's a hairstylist. I think I saw That's on good. Facebook a few years. Oh no ago. way! Yeah. Hey, Brad's had a Twitter had a hairstylist on here before. He can have another one. Oh, okay, her and Shelly Luther. <laughs> we'll get it going. Uh, um, <laughs> she she was actually out of my town in Weatherford, so uh, maybe I'll run into her over at the square. The Weatherford Square. Yeah, I feel like that's I got laid. To... I feel like I got laid out right there, but that's okay. No, I thought you were going somewhere <laughs> with it. But the Weatherford no. Square. Yeah, I was going to see and be seen. I did find her Twitter. Oh. Biscuit, really? Oh my! Yeah. She hasn't posted since 2009. So thank you. No, well, that's when that's, so well. that's when Peter fired her. That's when Peter... he has her well, MySpace you know, account linked to it. Well, I, you know why I fired her? She didn't show she up. Had, she, well, no, she had, you know, she'd been late and not showing up. She was kind of on probation, quasi probation. And she told us that she was homesick. And I don't remember how I found out, but she was flying back from some trip and her plane was late. I don't remember how I found out. And she showed up for work late, like two hours late. And I'm like, screw it. Don't even bother coming up here. And then I got, then I got in trouble because I didn't go through the HR process that you're supposed to, like, you know, you're supposed to go through. I just fired her on the spot, He's told like, her never to come back. And I got in all sorts of trouble for that. So, uh, and I think you got mad and got rid of all of her uh, YouTube videos because I think she had a, 
very high trending YouTube video where she gave someone a lap dance, and you yeah. just, and you just snapped that shit right <laughs> I just, off. I had had about enough. Of She's all that. not going to be a star at all after she leaves here. No, she never was. We we kind of ran through females on the show at a very very high pace in the fifteen years I was there. In fact, I'm pretty sure if you challenged me with my life to name all of the girls that had named worked on the show, I would not be able to do it. Well, technically, you were a girl replacement because there was a girl no- news lady, and then you started doing news. Right. So Kim was the last news chick, and uh, she burned out and left, and they didn't they didn't know what to do, so they just asked me to do it, and I started doing it and loved doing it. And, uh, and you and were great at it. Seemed to, thank you. And the listeners seemed to like it, and that's kind of how I got into doing that role. So that's my weird tie to that. <laughs> They called me the news chick. Yes, you were the news chick. <laughs> you were you were the Robin whatever. Uh, you do realize, Brad, nobody is going to listen to this podcast other than you don't know about these old Lex and Terry <laughs> listeners and going, man. Or... Well, you're going to have to figure out a way to promote it to them because I don't. Th- I'm I'm pretty sure that nobody that listens to this podcast now has ever heard of Lex and Terry. Well, maybe they will. The show was that not exciting? Still, I mean, that's they're still. I don't know. Jay looks really really bored. <laughs> No, these are good stories. These are and good Brian, stories. And Brian's just being polite because he actually already knows me. So. <laughs> Once I heard the term biscuit, I was uh, I was in. Yeah, you've got me. I'm trying to think of a uh, a good title for biscuit, but all right, we'll we'll move on now. But uh, so yeah, you uh, you developed for some people maybe you still don't know on the ticket that you developed the uh, ticket app that will. Uh, crash every now and then but um <laughs> i heard I it took gonna, a shit the other day yeah i was gonna say i wasn't gonna bring that up timing yeah, yeah. He, he, it's yeah go ahead i'm sorry no i was just saying peter has nothing to do with the app now he just started with the early development so. yeah so when i left lex and terry i got a job to go to the dallas morning news to be like the umpteenth person to try to help them do digital stuff and um and the guys in the sports department were building a relationship with the ticket and they wanted to build a sports day app. But the, the, the hook was that they wanted to run the ticket audio on it. So my job was to go out and find a developer to build it. And they gave me like $14. <laughs> so, um, we found a, we found a guy here locally to build it for an impossibly low amount of money. Um, and the hook was, is that you could pause and rewind the feed, which was something nobody had ever seen before in an app like this, but it was a huge deal. And unfortunately, because of the way it was built, it could only do that in iOS. It couldn't do it in Android. And my life was absolutely murder for about eight months because all the Android users were so pissed off that they couldn't pause and rewind the show as they had heard advertised on the ticket repeatedly. Um, at the time. So, yeah. Uh, and that was version one. The version that exists today is way more stable and better than the original one. But I was at the time still pretty, the, the amount of the data and the metrics on that thing were so off the charts when we launched it. It was, it was pretty bonkers. It went like number one in the iTunes store for sports for like a week or something after we launched it. I think if I remember correctly. Well, uh, you should get credit for that because well, well, what it is is, you know, I think maybe me and Brian are, I don't know if we're a few, but we fit in the Venn diagram of people who listen to Lex and Terry and the <laughs> ticket. And I I had heard Inklings on the show 
that, or like you would let on that, yeah, I probably I listen to the ticket when I'm not listening to or I'm not here. So I was like, oh, okay, Peter's on my side here. So that's oh, you mean you heard me say that on Lex and Terry? Yeah, there was. I don't think you were like I listened to the ticket. You just kind of let on that you did, or, or you oh, were. Yeah. I don't. I, maybe I don't know. Maybe it was some Twitter interactions that made me really realize that oh, he's listening. So when you finally left to uh, do the app and everything, I go okay, and then you finally got the uh, when did when did the kick around fully start? It was during the uh, the World Cup. 2014. Oh, wow. Okay. So, hey, so I got a question about the app real quick. Okay. Yeah, a, go ahead. A question about it. It's intentionally set up so that you can't rewind. You can only rewind from the lock screen and not fast forward that you have to get back into the app to move forward. Is that intentional? No, it's a limitation of iOS and the, and the, and the, well, it's come a long way, but uh, essentially. I mean, you can get forward, but it only takes you to live. It doesn't take you. Right. Yeah. I, I think. Whatever. I haven't again, I haven't been involved in the building or the development of it for literally years, but right. my recollection of the original uh reason was because it was a limitation of the player we were using inside yeah, iOS yeah. versus what Apple would give you access to. So um we weren't using the official player that's built into iOS. This is all shit nobody really cares about. It's a technical limitation. How about Stupid that? question, Sorry. Brian. Jesus. No, it was actually not just it was, playing. I was actually, a little bit. My bad. It was a beautiful, a beautiful question. <laughs> no, it was a it was well. a it was Sorry. a great question. No, well, yeah. no, I just lost my train of thought. Well, I, I was just thinking, wow, I just entered into a uh, an episode of Geek Out geek with, with, with the <laughs> fucking Peter over here. <laughs> which was which was a stop down for me. There was you know, we were getting into the real technological age and you were obviously ahead of me and uh, on some of the technological stuff and you were you were very helpful <laughs> getting started with a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, it was a it, well, the, the it was a segment on Lex and Terry um, because I was the guy that made the mistake of introducing them to MacBooks. It almost ruined the show. When I started with Lex and Terry, I would sit, I would come to the studio and I would sit in the background and I would get on my laptop and I'd start surfing like you guys are right now. Mm -hmm. And I'd stop and I'd stop listening to the show <laughs> and, and Lex and Terry would fuss at me on the air. Well, they ended up getting laptops and the same thing started happening to them. And it had this really weird effect on the show. And, uh, and it's, and it, and it, it, that's how the whole technical thing started um and uh because they were always wanting to buy more apple products and do all this other technical stuff and that's kind of how all that happened and then it turned into a segment that i've i've been trying to get syndicated big time for the last jillion years and i've made like 11 dollars off of damn all right the well, geek out. yeah definitely listen to the geek out i don't you, you don't still do that right no it's it, it oh, i shit. still do it i do it five days a week it's a minute long it airs on about yeah. 400 radio stations and, oh shit he made 11 dollars yeah. Well, I've made maybe a little more than okay. I, got the, I bought this kick-ass Sennheiser 214. How about that? He's being humble. Okay. You're looking at the home base for the geek out. Yeah. Video and all. That's right. But uh, sorry to. I was trying to go in, in chronological order, but you you know you you did the app and then you've been. So how did the kick around come come up? So what happened was, is because I was building the app, I was interacting with Jeff Catlin a lot because they were asking a lot of questions and they needed to promote it. 
And I've told this story before. I've done public speaking all my life. I'm, re- you know, it's one of the things that I'm, uh, I'm pretty good at. I'm never nervous when I get in front of large crowds or groups of people. I've never been as nervous as the day I had to go to the ticket and stand in the conference room in front of all the ticket hosts and explain to them what this app was and how it worked and, and all of that. It was like completely the most, I was so freaked out. (laughs) And in the course of doing all that with the guys, I finally came to Jeff one day and I said, are you ever going to let me, Jeff knew who I was from Lex and Terry. He knew I had been in the business and he's, and I said to him one day, I said, are you ever going to let me do a radio, a soccer show on your radio station? And he just kind of looked at me cross-eyed and goes, why the world would I ever want you to talk soccer on the ticket? Like, why would I want to do that? And I said, that's a fair point, but the world cup is coming up. The USA are playing in it and you guys can make money from it. And he goes, all right, write me a proposal and let's see. And so I went home and I wrote a two page proposal. He called me two days later and said, the sales team loves it. Uh, I'll call you back in a week. And I had originally proposed just doing literally like two uh, show on Saturday and Sunday, recapping the previous week and previewing the next week. Well, when he called me a week later, he said, no, 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 no. We're literally going to do a show every night, Monday through Friday at 7 PM, wrapping up that day's action through the group stage. And then we'll do shows during the knockout stage as needed. And I was like, oh, that's great. I don't know how I'm going to do that and my real job at the paper, but we'll figure it out. And um, uh, that's how it got started. And it was a huge success. And it was only a success because all the tier one hosts totally bought into it and backed it and supported it and treated it like it was something they were interested in. That is the only way anything develops well at the ticket is if those guys... Because, you know, like we've talked about with pro wrestling or anything, you're not going to get anybody over. I mean, unless Hulk Hogan or John Cena put you over. And that's that's really what happens. Yeah. And that and that was essentially it. And then the World Cup was over and the show went away. And then and I've told this story a billion times. The only reason why the show exists today is because Jeff Catlin, the program director, decided he liked soccer. (laughs) <laughs> and um well, he's the boss <laughs> and he and he had taken an affinity to West Ham United in the Premier League because it's it's the favorite team of his favorite band Iron Maiden and he had grown up with an Iron Maiden album that has a reference to West Ham United on the cover of it and so he decided to follow West Ham United he got really into it and decided he wanted a uh, show about uh, the Premier League and soccer in general on the weekends. And he came back to us and asked us if we wanted to do it. And I'd be like, hell yeah, why not? It'd be fun. So, we, you know, we've been doing it now for like six years. That's incredible. But you did bring up that thing about Cat, and, and it did not make me like him anymore for that. <laughs> well, because it's West Ham United? In the whole Iron... I just, all right, whatever. I'm, what I'm glad it? you got your show, Peter. That's all I'm saying. But, Wait, but you're not an Iron Maiden fan? Or you just think that's weird that he likes Iron Maiden? It, that whole kind of way of going it. Be like, okay, maybe I'll pick... Like, I picked a team years ago. I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to follow English Premier too. I did the whole Craig Miller. I think we all followed along with that. And I, I actually, I liked Arsenal or whatever. And then I found out that I... I, I just pick teams that are only going to just fucking ruin my life. So you had to pick the team with a French manager too, didn't you? I didn't understand that he was French, but yeah, a, yeah. a whiny <laughs> French manager that didn't know how to work zippers. Banger in the coat. That's like the best gift on the internet for soccer. Is him fiddling with his mask jacket? Well, he's not. <laughs> well, he's not in there, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, 
it's a hard thing to keep on following with soccer. I mean, well, you could come. You should let us spin the wheel of allegiance for you, Brad. Ooh. We have a wheel now. Oh, you have a wheel. People. I'd love to hear that. This was Saroy's idea, actually. To be fair to Mike, this was totally his idea. He had heard about the guy over in England that decided he wanted to follow a college football team, so he built a, a wheel oh, with all 140 whatever college teams <laughs> on it, and he spun it, and he ended up with Tulane. Yeah. And so now he's like a huge Tulane fan. And Saroy said to Andy and I one day, you guys should do that with soccer clubs. So we built one of just the current 20 teams in the Premier League, and we've been spinning it on the air, giving people uh, clubs that they have to pledge to follow and watch on Saturday mornings on Peacock. <laughs> yeah, that might be an interesting thought. I, I, I do enjoy, like, uh, I do enjoy arsenal at a degree but i've it's definitely been hard to so yeah that's all i, can say. I get it that's yeah. my, I, I think my allegiance was decided by googling who is manchester united's biggest rival and that's so how you're a liverpool fan, liverpool huh? fan yeah oh man this is a liverpool po- hold on that's a that's Front- a really shitty way to hop on the liverpool bandwagon by the way <laughs> Uh, for Pete, <laughs> I mean, it was the easiest. It was the easiest way to get from point A to point B. So, what was? Uh, but now I have to know what drove you to hate Manchester United. It's like the Yankees of soccer, right? Yeah, I think that's is that what it was. That's yeah. probably the best thing because because that was my knowledge of the Premier League at the time. Is everybody which, hated? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the most popular team. So I was like, you know what? Whoever the most popular is, fuck those guys. Rival. It, that's who it, I'm going with. So it's funny uh, if, because that's my favorite team, but my my allegiance to them ties back to the uh, 90s and it because it was when the Premier League really kind of came into existence in the United States. I was obviously a Cowboy fan and I really loved winning and United was a team that was very, very easy to like if you were a Dallas Cowboys fan, if that makes any sense. I think that makes sense. So did Cat start the West Ham journey during that 14 World Cup run and you guys doing the show? I or was I, it no, I think he had, I think he had decided years before that if he ever was going to watch it, it was going to be West Ham, but that also coincided with NBC starting to show games right. live in real time. And, and, and what a lot of people, yeah. And, yeah. I can't explain to everybody how much that's just changed everything for the sport here in the United States. And so when, when Kat was able to watch that on a regular basis, the other thing for Kat was is that his daughter and his wife really got into it because I guess there were some guys in the team they thought were super hot. And so Totes. it became like a family thing for them. They like one time he blew me away. He called me up and he goes, I'm going on vacation. We're going out to, we're going out to Raleigh because West Ham's here for the summer and they're playing a game out in Raleigh, North Carolina. We're going to go see the team. So he flew out to go watch them play a friendly against like the Charleston battery or something like that. And um, he's he's dead on. You know he's got to come on you irons license plate and. Did he, did he have a blog for a little while where he was? Kind he of still writing? does. He's oh, blogging. Okay. He's blogging for uh, West Ham on one of those. You know. Uh, you know, blogging the fans or whatever. It was Green yeah. Street uh, hooligans or something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> but you know what? I have to give I have to give Cat credit. He, he has spun up an understanding and knowledge of the game faster than almost anybody else I've ever met. He has really, really picked up the tactical nuances and some of the different pieces that most people don't, even who have been watching the game for 30 years, don't ever pick up on it. So I have to big, give him credit for that. He's a big hockey guy, though, correct? So yeah, that, he's a huge... Yeah. So that makes a ton of sense, sort of with spacing and everything. I've always thought that... Oh. I mean, I, I, 
I played all my life growing up and everything, but the but what I see in the similarities of hockey soccer are very yeah. similar when it comes to attacking, creating space, movement, stuff like that. So that's yeah. So that's that makes a lot of sense with him jumping head in like that. Yeah, getting Kent, into the tactics of it all. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Cat gets a lot of uh, crap on the air, but he and you know I also uh, am regularly accused of being a super suck up to him, so I'll 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 cop to that too. But that's how I that's ended why up getting that's the soccer why, show on there. That's why you popped up, but to me, the whenever I was telling you, I don't or I didn't like Cat during that part. You hear that? No, I, I wanted to hear why you didn't like. Cat. Oh, I I was just I was but making I some. That, I'm making somewhat of a joke on it. As you know, I do tend you know. to be a, a cat defender, so there you go. Oh well, then, you know. Well, maybe you should defend cat. I mean, uh, I, I guess we were going to talk about maybe the mo- the modern day like radio biz now, which is so much it more. Sucks. It sucks now, but uh, <laughs> well, what do you what do you see that sucks the worst about it all? Well, uh, because it was all, it was all so obvious. I mean, you ever have a tree in your backyard that you know is going to die, but you don't want to chop it down because it's a cool tree, but you know, it's not going to live forever. Like I got a tree in my front yard that I, because the way it was planted, they didn't spread the roots out. Right. And so it's slowly been kind of dying, but it's this beautiful tree in my front yard, but I'm going to have to chop that fucker down in a few years because it's going to fall in my house. If I don't, well, that's the radio business. When Remember when we started this conversation, I started talking about companies buying up radio stations and consolidating them? Yeah. That was the beginning of the end um, because it just changed the financials of how those radio stations operated and it created too many comfortable, you know, kind of weird allegiances. And, uh, and, and it also uh, put all of the control into a smaller group of hands so that when the issue of the internet and technology and streaming and podcast came into play, there were fewer people at the helm to make decisions for how it was going to handle that new uh, uh, opposition and for, uh, uh, for, for listeners, if that makes any sense, right? I have a feeling that if, if radio stations were all still owned individually, there would have been way more people with the foresight and bravery to tackle digital way earlier in the process than there was when it actually happened. Yes, I think that's exactly probably my gripe is it, it feels, you know, you're a very, I'm not saying progressive guy, but you, you see the technology and see how it's, it's going and then you're looking back and the radio is still kind of dicking around back there and they... Oh. Yeah, I think but here's the thing. I'm a radio guy through. I I love the art of broadcast for sure. I, I um, you know, pod podcasting is weird to me because I make the you know I I say that you know so blogging when blogging first came out it was the bane of all the journalists and writers of the world because suddenly what they all went to school for and trained and got educated to do was now being invaded by anybody who just wanted to put a blog up online, right? right? And it was great. Well, that's what podcasting was originally to radio guys like me. I'll never fucking do a podcast. That's low rent bullshit. Like, I'm not doing that. You're damn right it is. <laughs> and, um, but it, but what's interesting about podcasting is, is that it's kind of morphed from its original, you know, pot, you, when Serial got big, right? So Serial really kind of blew the podcasting thing up into a kind of its own different art form per se. But the reality is, is that things like what you guys are doing here has its own value, 
but in many ways it flies in the face of what guys like me worked our entire careers to turn into, you know, into a paycheck. Um, but it's not only the medium though, the ad sales side of it was 10, 15 years behind what everybody else in ad, ad tech was doing. But here's we're always behind the mark and that's revenue, massive revenue for those stations and those, for sure. in those state, you know, so that's, it's twofold. It's not just what you see in front of you. It's also on the ad side that they're getting crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Getting oh, hit. no, you, you, you're absolutely right. But the problem is, is that radio got consolidated and they started to fuck with the medium so much. And they tried to game the rating system and they tried to put in all these formatics and they tried to do this and that. And listeners got tired of it and they found this other outlet for their time, which was podcasting, which were people doing free form talking. Right. And it was more along the lines of what was really popular at the time. Stern and Rush Limbaugh and Lex and Terry and all these talk shows. Well, podcasting can do that and they can do it without all the constraints of time clocks and, you know, uh, FCC and all the stuff that really kind of just sucked the life and soul out of radio and censorship, censorship and all that stuff. And and so, um, you know, it's it's weird how it's happening, but that's my, that's my, uh, um, that's my, uh, that's what I was trying to compare to the dying tree. Like I could have told you this was all going to happen when I went back in the nineties, when the, when all this started to happen. And when the digital stuff happened, that's when I was really losing my mind because every time we wanted to put the podcast out there, I'd have all these program directors calling me from our affiliates going, why are you competing against us? Well, I'm, I'm not competing again. And that, like going through that was a, a, a major ass whip. So, so, um, so when you say that and talk to your friend Kat, when he kind of will buck up against, hey, why don't you release long forms of this, of the segments that happened today, maybe a day, a day after. So, so there's been a, well, I'm trying to think how much I want to talk about this, but okay, I, I'm I'm going to really put you. You don't have to answer anything. No, I'm just, no. I, well, well, let me let me say this. I, I don't want to speak for the radio state. That the reason why I no, I'm no, hesitant no. to talk about it because I don't want to speak for Cat and I don't want to represent the radio station because that's not fair. What I would say is, is a general rule. Yes. Um, the reason why radio stations hesitate to do that is that there is a concern that it does ultimately impact the rating situation. Now, again, this is one of these weird fine lines where I have to be really careful about what I talk about. I know this is. Oh, they shut me down. Just so curious. They but shut me down. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. How ratings work and how they operate. Can you hear me? Uh, oh, I can hear you, but it like cut out. It got really it's weird. A little echoey. Oh, I thought Cat came in and, and just shut no. me down. So, <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> she hit the button. So go 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 back a little bit because I, I missed it on the recording what you just said. So oh, where uh, was what was the last stupid thing I said? Uh, let me. That it was another dumb podcast. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I know you guys think that this is no big deal and this would never go anywhere, but I. But the reality is, is there's just a whole bunch of stuff about how ratings work. I just can't talk about publicly. Like if we were just the four of us in a room, I could tell you about right. it. But because you guys are going to distribute this, I can't talk about it. It'll get the station in trouble and get me fired. But anyway, the answer to your question is putting that kind of content online and making it available in theory prevents people from listening to the station in real time, which ultimately is what generates ratings. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. But then, but then 
you talk about with technology, and I think I've talked with this with Kevin Turner years uh, a while mm-hmm. back. It was if there's a way to make a a ratings hit for if you listen to that podcast, that is a ratings hit. You're hit. You're listening to something. Yeah. So that's all the technology behind how uh, the personal people me- uh, personal people meter or whatever they the PPM yeah. works, and it's this whole digital system set up and. The long and short of it is just to explain that there's just too much uh, uh, research and and uh, documentation that just it's like in the radio manual. Like these are things we don't advise you to do right. in terms of your product, and that's one of the things they think is not a good idea for the health of the radio station in terms of the, of the ratings. So um, that's the best way I can explain it without getting in trouble. No, I, I, I appreciate it. I, I wasn't trying to even kind oh, of, I know you weren't, I wasn't trying to even get in, you know, get into cat and everything. I, I, I appreciate cat. I, I'd like to push up against them because obviously I want the, I mean, I guess I don't really care. I mean, I want a good radio sports radio station. So I'm always going to push him to like, you need to always make it better. But I'm also like, well, I can't be by a radio all the time, and I can't always be by my phone. I can't always be sitting there streaming all day long. It's just not feasible well, for everyone in the world to be doing that. Let, yeah. let me. What I can tell you is this: is that as much as you may be frustrated by, you should be ex, you should be relieved to know that the ticket was so ahead of the curve on streaming radio that it is it is single-handedly the reason why it remains as competitive and leading in the ratings as it has been because when the pandemic hit listenership in the market dropped off by insane percentages and what was bolstering the ticket was the fact that at the peak of the pandemic cl- shutdown almost 50% of the listenership was coming from online exclusively which was two and a half times what it was prior to the pandemic and all the other radio, not all of them, but most of the other radio stations in town were nowhere near that type of, those, their listenerships weren't primed for that type of, uh, that type of listening. They all just stopped listening to the radio station because they weren't in the car, but ticket listeners are so attuned to turning on the app or going on the website that it was just like, it was no weird switch for them. And that's a huge, that was a huge deal for the radio station. And, and in many ways, uh, just helped bolster it uh, through the pandemic. So, so when Richie Witt writes articles about radio ratings, we should just ignore those? Hey, can I, can I, uh, can I address that? So I, I, yes, I please. Sales and stuff. I've sold radio for six months. I worked for a cluster in town. I hated it. I fucking hated working in radio. Yeah, it's, it's the worst. worst. But the one thing I learned is you can make those numbers say anything you want them to say. Mm. <laughs> the ratings. That's it. I'll, I'm saying that. It's not anybody else. But well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know what Richie's. Um... There's several sources that you can tweak and move demo. Uh, 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 so you go 25 to 54. You can go full male listeners. You can go all adults. You can go whatever you want and he can pick and choose and kind of cherry pick and do those yeah. things. I mean, we used to do that to advertisers all the time. Like we would tell them, Hey, this is what the ratings were. You can tweak those numbers. They, I don't know. They're usually not the end all be all. So I don't know Richie Witt. Uh, if he walked in the room, I wouldn't know him. Uh, uh, and I don't know what his game was, but I, what I, what I kind of sussed out was, is he was getting 
the ratings from a program director here in town that did not include the streaming aspect of it. And, and the problem is, is that that's just not how it works. Like, you know, the tickets on three platforms, it's on AM, it's on FM, and it's also online. And it has a huge listenership on all three of those platforms and all of that stuff. There is a way in the Arbitron software system to press a button and combine that all into a number. Well, whoever was giving him the numbers wasn't pressing that button to include the online numbers. A lot of people don't know this, but historically over the last several years, in any given ratings period, the ticket online stream was outperforming the terrestrial numbers of many of the mm. radio stations, including their direct competitors in certain day parts or all entire days from book to book. Just the online listenership of the ticket was doing better than Station X as a terrestrial radio station. Insane. That's how big it is. Yeah. When, you hear, when you hear Gordon or somebody say it's the second most streamed station in the, in the world, that's not an exaggeration. That's a true fact. Like at one point, it was the second most streamed radio station in the world behind the BBC. Yeah, they mentioned that several times, especially when it first launched. Yeah. Who the hell's streaming the BBC? I don't know. <laughs> okay. British people. <laughs> Bunch of British people. No. Oh. Well, yeah. that's uh, that's amazing. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has anything else for Peter. I, uh, I, um. Trying to think if we've got any other lexentary lore or 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 walk <laughs> or uh, Peter, what do you see for the future of the kick around as the first time another uh, podcast <laughs> joinee <laughs> but soccer fan? What do you see uh, for the future? Uh, I you know I think we're just gonna kind of keep doing it as long as they'll let us do it and as long as Andy wants to do it, I'll do it. Um, yeah, I, I look look I I don't. I, the greatest thing about the kick around was, is that I got to do something on the side that I love to do, which is radio. I got to talk about my favorite sport in the world and I got to do it on my favorite radio station, which was all this weird kind of mix of three things that I really love. And if they came to me and said, yeah, we can't pay you anymore. We can't do it. And some other station came and said, Hey, do you want to move it over there? I, I don't think I'd do it. I think I'd quit doing it. Um, yeah. because it was as much of, it was as, it was as much about getting to be able to do it on the ticket as it was getting to talk about soccer on the radio. Right. And, um, when I got the, when Kat came to us and asked us to do it because I was a P one, I was really, really, um, a cognizant of the desire of building a show that sounded like it was a ticket show. If that makes sense. Right. Yep. Like I didn't want it to sound like something foreign. I wanted it to sound very natural to the radio station. So I was really into making sure that we got access to all the drops and theming and all that stuff that makes the ticket, the ticket. And they were all super cool with it. And again, all of the other tier, all of the tier one guys were really nice about supporting it and, and sticking up for it. By so, the way, you still owe me that whole list of uh, available center backs that Chelsea was supposed to buy uh this summer i think i actually sent that to you did i not you didn't. i never got it oh my god but i was available now available. now i'm gonna jump in what the hell is <laughs> happening in my podcast what the hell is happening powered down the show yeah. completely I've, lo I've lost all control Brian, Brad's I like, what's a center back? <laughs> Brian, I actually built a list off a transfer market you really? for you. I, yes, of course I, I did. And I swear I sent it to you. How, do I, how do I mute Peter's mic right now? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs>
no. left-footed center backs <laughs> under the age yeah. of 25 making less than 40 million pounds with only two less two years left on their contract. Do you know about <laughs> energy? Yeah. Do you know about energy vampires? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm 99 sure that uh, Sorori thinks I'm an energy <laughs> yeah. vampire. He just hasn't told me yet. So. He's over here talking. Uh, uh, getting tired as we speak, but uh, Peter, I greatly appreciate you coming on another dumb podcast. And uh, well, yeah, that's very nice of you guys. Yeah, I, I was gonna. You know, it's funny. I was gonna ask you straight off the bat. Uh, I was like, did uh, we start? When we started, <laughs> I was going to ask you straight off that, why in the world do you want me on this podcast? Like, I can't imagine why you'd ask me of all people based on some of the other people you you've had on the podcast. Like, what was your interest in having me on here? But then you started into the Lex and Terry thing. And I appreciate that. Cause I and never Gordon, and Gordon said anymore. no, but yes. It was did you other... ask Gordon? Did no. Gordon say no? Oh, <laughs> he doesn't respond. Why would he say no? Uh... <laughs> That's how Gordon says no. Is no why not exactly. So <laughs> no, Peter, I I've, I've known you for quite a, known of you for quite a while and i i thought we could have some nice interesting conversations so that's well, what to be I'm... completely transparent i was worried for a minute that i was losing i was going to be embarrassed and find out that you were brad c a guy named brad calhoun that i went to high school with oh my <laughs> lord well I, you, as you, you can <laughs> Uh, you kind of look like Brad a little bit, and I was worried that I was going to get uh, Lan I was like, "Hey, dude, don't you remember when we were in high school and we did this stupid thing or something like that?" I, I was, and I hadn't talked to him in a million years, so well, I was worried. Well, as I pop up, I, I'm uh, thirty years younger. Or, well, not, you are, not not thirty yeah. years younger. I'm not. <laughs> well, and it turns out that that Brad's dead. So, it's so wow. Okay. Well, we're gonna make we're gonna make commercial for the podcast. I think I just I think I just found it. I just think I just dead. I think I just found a title for the show is r.i.p brad brad calhoun so, <laughs> so uh well, good time guys. i i greatly appreciate peter and uh we would uh love to have you back on and everyone listen to the kick around and and if you maybe you're on a random radio you'd maybe hear the geek out <laughs> probably not okay <laughs> <laughs> you never know you never know all right. Awesome. Later, guys. It's see very you. nice cool. to meet you, uh, Jay. Good to see you, Brian. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Peter. Right, I appreciate your time. What do I do? Do I hit end here? Is that what I, you want me to do? I, I get. You What's can do the whatever. Dismount for the podcast. You can do whatever yeah, we're gonna you kick want. You out and then talk about you. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. All right. <laughs> well, All right, welcome later. to the post game show. All right. Bye. <laughs> uh. Wow. That was Peter. What did you think, there, Brian? Oh, that was fun. That's Peter, man. He's yeah. a nice dude. Yeah, he's a smart guy, dude. Like that's the one thing I've Peter's a very, very smart dude. Well, um, what what it is is he's a smart guy and he can also hang with the dudes, is yes. what I can say. Yeah, he can chat it up for sure. He I, can and I've played I've actually played soccer with him too. He's actually a decent player too. So it's it's it was pretty cool to uh to pick his brain a little bit about the business side of stuff and back in the Lex and Terry days, because dude, that's I when I first heard that, it blew me away, and I'm like, "Holy shit, that was Peter!" Yeah. Like from when I was listening 20 years ago. So that's yeah. that's crazy. So Jay, what did you think jumping onto that? <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, did you have any assumption that I was familiar with the Lex and Terry show, or maybe no? Tip me off a little bit. <laughs> should I? Oh, you didn't even set him up. Should I have sent you notes? <laughs> well, just like, hey, we're gonna talk about this, like. A lot, because I certainly was familiar with the show. But, would, I mean, would it have made the podcast better if I would have given you notes on Lex and Terry? 
if you would have just, I could have done five minutes. No, of research. I think it was, I think it was quite well what it, the way it went. It Maybe was... so, but when we started into that, I was like, I know that that was a radio show. Everybody could see or into, was, everybody can see into your eyes. Peter could see it. He could see it in yeah. your soul. He was, like, was like, this guy's I've never listened to one second of that. And I listened to that radio station back then through the nineties into the 2000s until it changed to the edge. But I didn't listen in the mornings because I listened to Dunham and Miller. Exactly, yeah. Well, so I wasn't listening to their show. Here's my background on Lex and Terry. Now, I definitely was not listening to them back in the 90s. Uh, that was definitely not what I was doing. But um, probably 2006, seven maybe, I had uh, gotten on a... Um, you know, I was doing like demo work, you know, just outside, just out of college, just trying to make some money. And th- the guy who I would jump in the truck with, he wanted to listen to Lex and Terry every morning. And that's how I came upon him. Uh, yeah. Okay. I had already okay. listened to the ticket and everything, but he wanted to listen to, you know, Lex and Terry. So I did. And after a while, I, I, at first, you're all like, these guys are effing dumb. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then after a while, you're like, okay, that was probably the best, uh, best segment of radio I've ever heard. So, oh, dude, they were, they were like, like Peter said, dude, they were yin and yang, but they were, dude, they had some bits that were tear jerking, like just you're leaning over in your car, just dying. Yeah, I I I think it's done that to me for so long. Yeah, but I don't know why that they. It's almost it was almost like Howard level type dirtiness to it, which and was like that. Like it was, dude. And which <laughs> was funny is because Lex and Terry hated thirteen ten the ticket, which was even funnier. Mm-hmm. They they hated them, so that was why was it they the just, station as a whole or dude? Was it it's it's, it's old it's old radio shit. You know, old radio guys all hate each other. Like, there's no radio guy like, oh, you know, like, it would be like Howard Stern going, yeah, you know, Don Imus, pretty good show. I listen to every now and then, you know. No, like, he's like, fuck Don Imus, like, and everyone else. Think yeah, about the late different. 90s. Think about the late 90s, early 2000s, and them kind of looking across the aisle and seeing fucking Gordo sitting over there, and that's who's absolutely crushing them in ratings. And they're going, what the, f-? you know what I mean? Like, this guy's like, who is this guy? What, what, who is he? Yeah, it's it's more or less like sports and he's killing us. Like that's. <laughs> I mean, they were probably though in in all seriousness, money wise, those guys probably made way more than the ticket host ever in that in that stretch. They they had a stretch where they had syndications with syndication, yeah, which I was always huge. like, man, how come the ticket yeah, never yeah. did that? The ticket would just syndicate like yeah. to. A few oh. little shows, which, by the way, oh. I'm, I'm over here on Lake Charles building the uh, Trump Tower, and I turn on the radio, and there's Kelly Raspberry on my radio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. So I it's was like, like you never left. It's like I never left. It's it's my morning show that. Well, I don't really listen to them very much. Sounds but, awful. <laughs> no, it's 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 either that or uh, Lacey and Jeff in the morning or whoever the hell. That's oh, on the country station. <laughs> so, so at least I know these people. Well, hey, JC's a cool guy. <laughs> you know what? That was a decent podcast. I like that. That guy seemed like a nice guy. You say JC? Oh, no. no that's, that's a different guy. But yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the dude last week. I was like, that guy seemed pretty cool. I've See, never that's, heard 
So speaking of last week, and you yeah, talking about like, yeah, the competition and everything. Yeah, let's do a little bit of a uh, a recap of last week's show. Go ahead, Jeff. Boy, <laughs> Go ahead, you, Jay. Boy, you sure didn't get the because uh, I wasn't on the whole time. But even before I got on, y'all were kind of baiting him into being like, "Hey, tell us the uh, tell us the five guys in radio, local radio that you don't like." <laughs> and, and he's like, not having any of it, and like everybody's a great guy. And everybody's friends, and I, I genuinely believe that they are, but you don't get any of that, like from you know from Kavanaugh being like, "Screw Jake, I don't like that guy." You know, right. Jay uh, uh, and I didn't. I, um, Jeff didn't want to like admit it, but Jeff Kavanaugh before he got onto the fan, he listened to the ticket. You can. You can. Okay, listen. Listen for a second, though. I'm. You know, he's a local guy. He listened. Grew up with a ticket. Okay. He he tells me he goes. Listen. I listened to the ticket, and guess what? They didn't hire me, so I'm on the fan. That's all it is. So you know. No, and that makes sense. You know. I mean, he seems like an extremely easygoing guy and personality, and you know. Uh, just go with the flow, but it also comes down to whoever's going to put, you know, send you a paycheck. That's who you're going to work for. Oh, for sure. Especially it, in that industry. You either got, I mean, you, you got only two choices now, so you just right. go with what you got. I mean, you know, that was one of those things where it opened my eyes because when the fans, excuse me, oh, when the fans started, it was not full of guys that I would ever want to hang out with. It was full of Jagger. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember who all that was. Jagger. <laughs> On the sports station. Yeah, oh well, my God. Uh, as, uh, he was doing cowboy pregame shows. I'll you know, never fucking forget that. Like, I, come on. <laughs> and I'm not saying anything bad about Jagger. You know, he's, it seems like well, a he nice... was like morning show edge guy. Yeah, like, and yeah. that's what happened. They were like, you know, you know, Jagger like has a husband like he said well, he, well, he, he, he was wacky fm guy yeah is what he was, like, you know like on the on not the to say that station. not to say gay guys gay don't guys like don't football play. but you could probably poll them and gay guys like yeah, i don't like football we could play. <laughs> <laughs> i just didn't hear you do have well, an echo with your volume but i'm sorry that's all right i do hear it in my ears hope that doesn't no, you're uh, back to normal now. I don't know what's going on. It's just Lake Charles audio. This is Lake Charles uh, LTE. They don't have 5G out here yet. <laughs> I'm surprised the lights are on. Yeah, exactly. God, it's so backwards ass around here. Um, so, uh, but the podcast overall, uh, was it? Did it go well? Should I have cut the book scene out? <laughs> yeah, I think there's a when he got uncomfortable talking about shit. I would. I mean, I'm not trying. I'm not podcast guy. Go for it. But I would definitely, when he started getting uncomfortable about what he wanted to say, I'd probably poke my way around that somehow. Yeah. I don't know how much of that shit you do in your editing, though, because I don't know how much you leave on the floor there. So We did cut, cut, out, some, we cut out some stuff towards the end. Yeah, because I, yeah. I like my friend, and definitely I didn't want him getting fired. <laughs> Jay, yeah, got, got Jay is hot seat. Jay over here Jay coming in hot. I don't get it. He's never been like that on any podcast, and he just goes in super hot with some crazy ass shit. And I, I could, I was like, if this was just like a podcast between you and me, I, I'd be like, all right, I'll probably leave that in. 
But like Jeff's in the podcast. I'm like, nah, I can't do that. What what did you say? Well, I don't I, I mean He's going to have to cut it out again. No, uh, I won't cut I, it out now because Jeff's not on the podcast. No, I, I had a limited amount of time and uh the only reason I knew you guys were still going was because uh and now I forgot what her name was, but she tweeted about about the podcast like that, oh, that it was still going. Amanda his uh, no, oh. the the other female that was in attendance last week. Right, we I don't know her name. I forgot it. I forgot too, and I feel bad. But you she don't. tweeted about it, and I, well, that's true. And then I was <laughs> like, "Hey, you know what? I wasn't ready an hour and fifty minutes ago, but I'm ready to go now." And I would say that I would ha- I had had a little bit to drink oh before God. I got. Are on. you serious? Like, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> So yeah, I got on, and then I was like, "They're not going to stay on very much longer." So I put on my Antoine Walker jersey <laughs> and just started firing from everywhere. That's for people don't ever listening to the podcast. Jay comes in with his, you know, we, we, you can hear in the podcast we're talking about his guns out. He was, he was, <laughs> he was coming out like. Oh, that's when you say guns out because he had a tank top. Yes, okay. he had his tank top okay. on. He was that just more sense He was over here okay. peacocking everybody. <laughs> and then I was just trying. To, Jeff's the media guy. I was trying hey. to get him to address the the, the big issues of the day. What, were, what, were, I, oh. what was that? Well, it was the Shannon Sharp story. Was the primary one I was trying to get him to comment on, but he he did the professional thing to say Shannon Sharp is a broadcaster. What, what and, was that question though? And a watermelon ha- happens to be a fruit. <laughs> what was that? Now, okay, what, what's the backstory in that? So it's not super racist. No, it was because uh, McCarthy <laughs> did the thing, the Gallagher routine before the Vikings game where he smashed the watermelons. Who did that? Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys coach. I did not hear about that. I did not what? hear about, about that. They talked about it for like a week after that. Okay, Dude, certain game. <laughs> I don't think you'll understand the lack of my sportsness right now. Okay, so he got watermelons in front of the whole team in the hotel in Minnesota and basically put like players' names from Minnesota. How did that work out? Units, stuff like that, and was smashing it with sledgehammers. So how did that work out? Well, Shannon Sharp basically said, why is it going to be watermelons? (laughs) Like, you know? He didn't know who Gallagher was. No, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and my... My whole deal is not having any type of, hey, Shannon Sharp can't be offended by that because of the connotation of that. I mean, I get it. Right. So that's his feeling, and, and that's fine. I'm not, I wouldn't tell him or anybody else, hey, you can't feel that way. My issue, if you saw the, his whole, I don't want to say rant, but his take on it on that show was that, uh, hey, don't do this in the locker room or in the, wherever they were at in a meeting. I can't believe the team was okay with it. Hey, if you want to, if you're Mike McCarthy, you want to bring that to a picnic, that's fine. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> if they would have had a team, this is what he, that's what he said. If you want to bring it to a picnic, oh. it's fine. If they'd had a team picnic and Mike McCarthy had showed up with like 10 watermelons. <laughs> Here you go, guys. That would be wildly offensive. The the truck. <laughs> that would be wildly offensive. Gay guys, I hear you like these. That's like oh. uh, that's like that's like a hundred times worse. So it's just the idea of being upset. Did Mike Mc- about okay, something. here's the thing though with Mike McCarthy. With him 
he's breaking the or, uh, smashing these watermelons. He had to have played Gallagher first, right? And go, hey guys, just want you to know, back in the day, there was a guy he used to smash. He was a comedian, and he did. I don't know if he practiced it, but didn't Demarcus Lawrence get up and smash the? Yeah, uh, he did the last one the last because one. it looks fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he was he was just trying to make a point. It was yeah, just here. This is what we're doing tomorrow, and you just pull out the sledgehammer. Just a way to drive home the message, and which, which, dude, I mean, that's a that's pretty. I must have right. been a very busy you man. Know. I missed Watermelon Gate. Oh, McCarthy was funny about it, too. He's like, they had to ship in the watermelons. He's like, I guess you can't find watermelons in Minnesota this time of year. I mean, he was just kind of funny about it. Just like, a bunch of white folk don't like watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I apologize to all of our Shannon Sharp supporters. I just feel I, like you should have, like preface the question a little better. And then I would have been like, all right, well. Well, you should have known because you should keep up with anything that happens day to day in sports. I, I'm here to, and I was I was intoxicated at the time. I'm here to book the big name guest. I'm not here to learn about Mike McCarthy and watermelons. You should have gone, hey, what about Mike McCarthy and watermelons? That would have been a little less offensive. I, well, I could have done that and then transitioned into the other. But the, also the whole point is just trying to – this is likely the only time I'm ever going to – verbally communicate with jeff kavanaugh i have one shot i'm not slow playing it man we're going we're going straight in there hey, we're making the impression you know what i mean i'll probably still leave the edit in that because i wish i could play it for you because it was it, the the reaction from me uh so he goes what about shannon sharp and watermelons and i stopped and i said jeff i said jeff what the fuck no i'm sorry i said jay what the fuck is wrong with you like out loud i'm like now because i was only out of nowhere he decides to say because i was only mad because i had to go look at the time and i go guess what i get to do tomorrow i get to go fucking edit this shit and you know because you decided to bring that up yeah uh, but it is a real story. I, I get it now. It, it context. It makes perfect sense. But uh, out of context, it's. I was like, how how is? I mean, Jeff would have probably been fine because he answered it perfectly. But you know, I don't know. It's just yeah. I assumed I, that's what I feel like. That's weak, what happens when you assume? I feel like weak. Like, what are you going to cancel with us? But but these guys, you know, they have like some like fairly big jobs and they can sneeze and lose it at any moment. So I'm always like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I want to push them as much as possible. But I don't want to get anybody fired, which would be good pub, by the way. It is. <laughs> it is. Someone so went on the, uh, <laughs> Went on another dumb podcast and got fired. On another yeah, dumb podcast, Jeff, podcast. <laughs> Jeff Cavanaugh was talking with local drunk Jay Cranfield about watermelons. <laughs> it is oh. funny. Brian mentioned all the books and stuff. Like right when I joined the call, he's just in front of this huge bookcase, just grabbing books and just reading off what they are. And I was thinking to myself, what? Jeff was? Yes. I was like, what is going on? What is happening? Is this what they've been doing for almost two hours? Yes, we. I had lost all control of my podcast, and I had. I hadn't. There was more of them than there was of me, so I just. It was a lot of people. I just was like, "All right, I guess you'll just take over the podcast." And I still think we made pretty good gold with it, but you know, it went into podcast hall of fame. So that's is what it is. <laughs> 
Is that going to go on the end of, end of year best of reel? Uh, I think it will. <laughs> at least parts of it, at least. But I don't know. Um, uh, would you like to hear my notes that I wrote down for the week? Um, how how was White Elephant today? I would say uh, from this morning until started about strong three o'clock. <laughs> it was it was pretty good, and then after that, I couldn't tell you what the hell happened at three o'clock. Well, I I well obviously I had stopped listening. I was I'm working, so I couldn't I couldn't full on listen. I even even without without Mike. Even even middays was a little hard for me to fully pay attention to everything. But uh, I got a good amount of the morning. Oh, the morning was gold, man. Morning was pretty good. I I will admit, uh, yeah. morning was really really good. Um, it was nice to hear Bob and Dan back on on air together. Whenever I was, I wasn't really tearing up, but it was a kind of that moment whenever, you know, noon, you know, noon 14 or whatever the hell that time is, Bob and Dan pops on and that, that music pops on. You're like, oh yeah, I remember that. So that was a cool moment. Um, anything else that you guys remember before I get to three o'clock? No, I would just say it was very, it was just very top heavy as far as the people you wanted to hear on the air and hear together. Yeah. And by the time you get to this afternoon, it's just not my, everybody that was left. It was pretty exhausting. I was, you're like, do I really want to stay up for Norm and George? It just wasn't. George kept it alive. George was doing awesome. Keeping it going. For sure. that, That combo of personalities in the afternoon, I was just like, I just don't think I need this. And then I switched over there uh, for one segment, and they started the, uh, I think it was called the 12 Drops of Christmas. Bad bit. Bad bit. I, I got about 13 seconds into it. It was like, <laughs> Fast. I'm out. I was, well, what I did was They like, did another Monty on whatever. Okay, I will Stein. say the highlight of that was Monty asking Mark Stein about what it is to, uh, because uh there's going to be a third ball in the uh, NBA, and what does it take to make an NBA player for? Or what is the best? What is it? What is the best sexual position to make a professional ball player? So uh, <laughs> I, I had a, I was rocking around doing some shit. I had Soroy's Twitch stream in my ear for like ten minutes, and I caught him talking about that earlier, and said that he had given him a question that Monty didn't use. I guess Soroy writes most of those questions for him for all of these, so he said he. He asked. He's supposed to ask Mark Stein if Giannis took a newborn baby. Could he dunk the baby and then catch it softly enough to, to make it be okay? <laughs> I was like, "Damn! I wish he would ask Mark." Mark Stein was just sitting there going, "Uh," the whole time. Yeah, he he had no. Well, no. I wish there was a, a a funny question to ask Mark Stein that he could actually answer. A lot yeah, of those were. It's the same thing. Like he can't say much. He can get fucking drunk in some trouble, right? If he could, yeah, he'd be all right. <laughs> he'd be okay. Um. So yeah, overall, I would give the score of uh white elephant uh mornings. I would give it probably an A minus A maybe. Uh, same with middays. I thought it was fairly good. I was. Um, I don't know if I'd give it an A minus. Maybe a, yeah, maybe an A minus. <laughs> Sounds very scientific. <laughs> uh, I give it a seventy. It. <laughs> I would give it a ninety-four percent. 
on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. That's actually really good. That's like uh, Oscar award winning. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, I would say I I I I love Julie Dobbs. Julie Dobbs, who has been on the podcast. Um, I don't understand what she was doing today with the 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 sound drops of Christmas thing and, and well that that started out so bad that I couldn't even I figured if wait if it was and then wait if it's re- repeated I'm like did did no one think about this being on an audio medium yeah like I figure if it's bad enough it'll get replayed because it's so bad but it started out so awkward I was like it's it's too bad for me it was to super to bad it. and then then they did another bit where she played Splashly. Oh, Plashley. Yeah. Pla- pa- pa- what is it? Plashley. Pla- Do you know the story behind that? No, I don't exactly know that. Okay, so Dan, Dan, one of your <laughs> podcast buddies. <laughs> so somebody wrote in one of the, on Why Today doesn't, doesn't Suck, somebody wrote in one of the emails and said, and it was P1 Ashley, but it was all together. <laughs> <laughs> He right. read it as flash. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I can't ever tell if Dan's playing radio or not <laughs> half the time because sometimes I'm like, no, there's no way Dan's really, really. Half the time, I don't. I think he is playing radio sometimes. I don't know. He's he, good at it. He is a ge- he is a genius. So don't. I think he's any, good at whatever it is. Don't he's put doing, anything so. past him. He knows exactly what he's doing. But uh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. So they did Plashley, and that she was married to McCarthy, and it was a whole dating thing it was so weird uh julie had back-to-back just bombing segments and i've never heard her bomb ever i've never heard her bomb ever and she bombed two segments in my mind Uh, was this her second but i don't even think she was as big in particular oh no she was that was her that was her second okay so last year was the one where davy was it last year was it the year before when she got offended by Davy or oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah. <laughs> okay so she's been on a couple All right yeah that one that one wasn't as bad but yeah these ones I was I was quite disappointed and then I just turned it off oh they they were doing a uh, interview Mary segment for yeah, Norm's wife Mary oh yeah yeah and yeah, I was yeah. like I don't care they started talking about circumcision it was kind of weird she's got a podcast. Mary does. Mary does. That's what she, that's where they were. That's why they brought up circumcision because she her she said we just talked about. Yeah, we're coming for her. Like, what? I will tell you right now, without listening, that podcast is not as good as this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to talk about trips to Zimbabwe and stuff to keep up. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good. I'll I'll interview sport uh, sports radio heroes and. Uh, Talk talk about Howard the Duck. So that's that's what I'm going for. Boy, you're running out when it comes to the sports radio people. Yeah, like, you're about to get to the ESPN transfers here in a second. <laughs> yeah, and on the line right now is John Jockte. No. All right. Well, <laughs> no, what about the, what's that JD Ringenberger guy? <laughs> yeah, I got Logan Gorley on here in a little bit. So that was uh, interesting. That was interesting to hear Logan Gorley. Logan, yeah, that was funny. That was the old ticker guys. Did, yeah. Do you yeah. know that whole thing? That was not a like clean breakup right there with Logan Gurley. No, yeah, they they straight up fired that dude. And what did he do? He just they just didn't like him. Oh, to beat it. He's like, 
they had him. So Rich Phillips left, and so that Logan Gorley just kind of stepped in. And I think he did a good amount, uh, maybe like eight months. I don't know. It was it was not very long. I think he was on for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I think it was. I don't about, think I remember his name because there was a couple. There was one dude I don't remember. He was there for a while as like a, a fill in, and then he fully got the job. Like I don't remember the solar guy, the Chase Williams dude. I no, I didn't remember guy. him at all. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you got drunk where? I had no idea who he <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I called him uh, drunk from Yankees game. I'm like, okay. I, I sure, dude. I'm. Sh- that sounds cool. Can I be on this call? I mean, like, I I don't even. No one would know who I am either. Um, get him on. I bet you get him. I'm sure I probably could. But um, yeah, Logan. Yeah, they just um fired him. And I remember talking to a few people when that happened. I go, so what's the deal? And unnamed ticket source goes yeah man we just really didn't like him so (laughs) So, just let him go just no one liked him and so yeah so they kind of shuffled the order and i think that's when uh tc got in so maybe tc kind of uh sabotaged that whole thing he wouldn't do that yeah i don't know but Okay, well, White Elephant, uh, that's always a fun day for me, uh, but it was a very busy day, so I couldn't be a, an attentive <laughs> listener as much as got, I wanted to. I think to. you got the... Uh, I feel like I got the you hits. Got the, you got the main course. I feel like yeah, I got yeah. all the hits. Not uh, yeah. if, It was funny listening to them, like, fawn... Do you know, uh, you watched that, that show, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, or whatever the hell it's called? Oh, yeah, dude, that show's... I'm sorry, I that show is freaking hilarious it is fucking hilarious but everybody needs to kind of chill a little bit like it's it's good but everyone's maybe hyping up just trying to lay claim to like telling people about it that's what that's what half of what they do is like kind of what they were doing nathan for you today it's like oh i saw it first so i'm gonna tell you all about it show sucked (laughs) yeah that but and but i'm not saying it's a bad show but everyone's like like I think Junior proclaimed that it was his top five best comedy. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> like top five comedy for Nathan for you? No, for for, for what we do what in, we the do sh- in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Okay. I mean, it's good. It's not a top five. I'm like, I mean, but I'm like, well, it, it's they've done two seasons. Like, let's calm down. Like, let's right. let's see yeah. what they can do. Um, well, that's that's where I'm at with. Uh, I'm about ten episodes into Shit's Creek. Okay, can we talk about Shit's Creek? Well, I've heard so many good things. I was like, I have to watch it. I have to check it out. And so far, it's very accurate. Everybody says it's a great show. Isn't it crazy how much you do like it? Because you're thinking, this is probably just not going to be a show for me. Well, I mean, but everything I heard was that it takes a while. And like at the beginning, it's not that great. And I'm, uh, I'm only like 10 episodes in. You're you're in the so, you're in the meat of it. Like, yeah, I'm not saying I'm. I've actually stopped watching it. I think I was in season three. It's a real okay. easy watch too. So you oh, can, yeah, so but, you can like plow first, through three seasons. The first four or five episodes, even though it's got you know uh, actors in it like uh, I guess Eugene Levy and uh, Chris Elliott that I you love, know like everything yeah. they're in. Catherine O'Hare is pretty big too. Yeah, 
God, like the Mora. Episodes, oh my God, I love her. I, I was just like, okay, I mean, I guess there's Dude, just not really a whole lot happening. Insane on that show. Like, I'm talking like, <laughs> she's like got a t-shirt. I'm like, what does that say? And what is that from? She's like, oh, it's just crazy. I I'm like, maybe, okay. I think maybe. She's making, she's got this little cricket thing. She's making these Christmas ornaments and one of them says something and I'm like, what is that? She's like, oh, it's from Shit's Creek. And like all her friends want her to make them a Christmas ornament from Shit's Creek. I'm like, Okay. I think that's what I'm I doing. I think I I'm guess tra- they love it, dude. I think I'm transitioning into a uh, suburban housewife is what I think yeah. is what's happening. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean it's bad. I just there's certain things that I don't watch with my wife. That's one of those shows that's hers. Like she doesn't watch. I think you like, would I think we would really enjoy it. So, so let me so let me kind of <laughs> let me kind of go into that just for brief. I don't want to go a full segment on it, but it's it's one of those shows I'm like, ah, am I really going to like this? Because I'm not a huge Eugene Levy fan. Like, I'm not a – what's that – what are those movies that they come out with? American Pie? No. No, I'm not – I'm talking about there's these uh, – the Oh, one, uh, Best in Show and all that stuff. Yeah, all that. I've oh, never yeah. been a huge fan of that. It's funny. I get it. but It's, it's very not, dry. But it's not, yeah. it's not really my kind of – my cup of tea. But it, I do appreciate it. I enjoy that it's funny. So I thought that it was going to be kind of more that. And then, you know, if I could tear the people in the show for me, it would be like the son character, David and Mora are like one and two for me. Those are the funniest characters in that entire show. Would you agree, Jay? Um... Right, well, you can't. Uh, you want to. You, you want to say Johnny's pretty funny. He is, but he's he's the straight guy of the show. Hey, can y'all give know. me like ninety seconds? I gotta go take a leak real quick. You no, could you could just jump off and not tell us. Yeah, you just go. Just, just leave. Just go and then come back, or, <laughs> yeah. or take everything with you so we can see it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I'll just mute you. Oh God, please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> No, but like when Johnny had to speak at that guy's funeral. Oh he, my he God! Yeah. Met before. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so great. But it took my issue with it. If I have an issue with it, yeah, is that it took. I had to watch six episodes before I got to the point of being like, okay, I want to watch the next one. Like I forced my way through the first handful. Yeah, that's crazy. Maybe if I don't know why that is. I think it took me about three, so about half yours. Yeah, where it took me to fully watch the show, and and now I, uh, you know, Dan. Hold on, his name is Dan. Dan Levy, his son. Yeah, yeah. That, That's actually his son, and he's the one who developed the show. And he he made up the the thing is if what if the what if the Kardashians lost all their money and had to go live in a small town? Is, yeah. is the concept of the show. Which is, and it is funny that they bought the town like as a bit when they were rich, yeah. which is something that if that if I were a billionaire, I would absolutely would absolutely do. Just I for would. Fun. You know, what I was thinking today they were doing a uh, a rich man segment, like or why isn't there an evil man character or what? What was this? I don't know what the concept of that. Super super villain. Super villain. That's right. Why isn't there a super villain? And I go, why doesn't anybody just buy like Rhode Island? Can you do that? I feel like you could. Like you just call, go up to the United States and be like, "Hey, I'll give you this much money for Rhode Island," and they'll be like, "The Rhode Island purchase." How could we? How could we resist? We have so much debt. Sure, I mean, we'll take it. 
and then you just turn it into one huge casino. It turns into Biff's. Uh, <laughs> That's where I was headed. <laughs> so it's okay if you like use a if you take a piss in your own house and nobody's here, no guests, and you don't wash your hands, right? That's fine, right? That's weird. You wash yeah. your hands every time you take a piss in your house with the, with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I tell everybody I do. What if I just took a shower though? Like I took a shower like an hour before the podcast. So, so if you were single, you would just have hepatitis. That would be <laughs> no. okay. I'm just saying, I took a shower, so I'm gonna say my dick's probably the cleanest thing on my body right now. Yeah. <laughs> like it's been unexposed for two hours. Well, it's not like you ran. You're trying to say, well, I didn't run my hand through it to like. Yeah, no, I wasn't like <laughs> yeah. straining it. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, still clear. Everything's good. <laughs> like, yeah. You just kind of whipped it out and then put it back in. That not, You didn't touch anything else. Yeah. No. yeah. Hey, what you want to do in your house is that's your business. That's, no. a, that's an interesting conversation I did not think we were going to have. Sorry. No, that's, that's fine. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm glad. Hey, we, did it sound better when I put this on? This. These earbuds? Yeah, I think it did. Okay. Because I know the computers sound like shit and the AirPod, those things suck. Though. Well, the AirPods are probably really good, but uh, they. No, there's. We should probably no. have this conversation off air, but uh, <laughs> we should. Uh... You can take this out. Just mark the time. <laughs> no, what I'm not going to. Gonna, no more editing. Uh, they, they're very sensitive to. They're very sensitive to audio, is what it is. is uh, okay. Is things that are around, you'll, you'll hear everything. That's why this you mic, go. you can't hear things that are over there. You can't hear me really snap over there. So I just heard your snap. Damn yeah, it. I can definitely hear Damn it. Really bad. Uh, you can't hear this at all, right? Oh, you did? I mean, we, I heard you coughing earlier. <laughs> all of it. Well, anyways, uh, I guess we'll wrap this up here in a second. Uh, did anybody watch the, I mean, Mike Tyson, uh, Roy Jones Jr. thing. Did anybody watch that? No, I didn't watch that. I did on Periscope. I was sitting on my couch and I was like, eh. Just popped it up, found a good stream and uh, watched it, yes. I'm I'm into the point where I'll just fall asleep and I know it's going to be on Twitter or Instagram the next day. Yeah. So does it really I mean, matter? I pay for it. I can do better things with 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with everybody hating Jake Paul? Is it just because he's everyone hates him or, or just because he's who who he is? But did, everyone was waiting for like, yeah, this bas- Nate Robinson, who's not a boxer. Okay, so clear this up for me. He's not, or was it his brother? Were one of them one of the dudes that were in Japan in that suicide forest? Yeah, that was yeah. that was Logan okay. Paul. Okay, that was, so that was his one, brother. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't, I don't know the difference between the two. And now I don't I even know if you know, like this is how uh, my knowledge of the Pauls. Or is very is very minimal. The royalty, <laughs> the Pauls. Yeah, it's very very limited. But I and I like, I don't even know if they do videos together. I don't know if they just hey Logan has a show and then Jake has a show. I'm not even really sure. Yeah. I just know they're fucking wildly popular and make tons of money. So that's that's the extent of what I know. But like people like really hate these guys. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if anybody, know. do you have any knowledge of who these guys are? And when you're, no, eight, I figure the hate is probably along the lines of they've made millions of dollars and what have they done to earn it? They, they just make like some dumb videos that looks like bad content. Sounds like jealousy, bro. 
<laughs> so, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what's yeah, driving yeah. it. Yeah. As far as it's a lot of jealousy. It's a lot of jealousy. Being like, I didn't even think about doing videos on YouTube, fuckers. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, well, they did, and they made money off of it. What are you gonna and do? And I, re- leading up to that, I read it just a couple. of, Well, I mean, it's Twitter stuff, and maybe some article or something about that event, and just basically that Nate Robinson was uh, people wanted, or he was going to take him out. And I kind of thought, man, Nate Robinson's like 5'8". Yeah, he's a little smaller dude compared to Jake Paul, for and sure. And Jake Paul's like 6'2", or 6'3", yeah. something like that. I mean, if he had any technical ability whatsoever, well, like being here's six the, or seven think Jake taller. Paul's actually fought us. I mean, I think that that fight was sanctioned, but he's fought right. like a previous match, and he, he trained. And he, did it. He, he fought on the undercard for his brother's fight with KSI. Okay. Right. That he was in that people didn't really know that, but he he won his fight too, like and he's been and he's been him and his brother. This is the one part I do know, is that Logan Paul and Jake Paul are training crazily in boxing. Like it's not just a fun YouTube video. Like these guys are really training, and they've been training for like the last two or three years. How old are they? Uh, I think twenty. Three or four, they're yeah, real young. That sounds about right. They're, yeah. stupid. they're that young. They're crazy young. And they, he, I just looked at uh, his net worth, and I'm I'm sick to my stomach. Uh, <laughs> Eight uh, figures, seventeen million dollars. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Gotta love that. Um, but I don't know how long Nate Robinson. This is the whole thing where. Uh, uh, Colby Covington. I don't know if anybody knows who that is. He's the annoying MAGA MMA guy. Yeah, UFC. The UFC. And, uh, he may be a part of the WWE here in a couple of years. Oh, so. I know you're so excited about that. He might have. To, <laughs> he might have to swim into the NXT first. But um, uh, he was saying he's like, yeah, bring on LeBron. I'll I'll fuck him up. And everyone was sitting there going, yeah, right. You won't fuck up LeBron. And I'm going, LeBron can't, probably can't fight. I'm going to tell you right now, the top 40, okay, I don't know where I can stop on it, but think of just run-of-the-mill 170, 185 guys. They would piece LeBron James up so badly. That oh, his ribs would be destroyed. He would, he would get killed. Yeah. Just because Indeed. you're, he's a yeah, he's a great athlete, but he's an athlete in that thing. Well, and I have a theory that LeBron James has never been in a fight in his entire life I'm, because there's there's always been someone there that's been like, yeah, you you're staying out of this, someone to protect him or keep him away from that type of stuff. I couldn't beat him up. What but, do you know about yourself if you've never been but in a fight? Given in North, you East just Ohio. ran over my line. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> Oh, sorry, dude. No, sorry. <laughs> God. Effing A. I'm doing fight club. I'm doing fight club lines over here, and you just ran right over it. <laughs> Fuck. It's his right. first time. I know? know it's his first time podcasting. I'm going to give him a little bit of a leeway. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. A lot of people were like, oh, "I just wanted to see Jake Paul get knocked out." I'm like, "Why did y'all ever think that Jake Paul was going to get knocked out in that?" That scene, that what happened to Nate Robinson. By the way, Nate Robinson should probably have never been in the ring with that guy, because it, it looked it looked really gruesome. What happened, to Nate Robinson? 
Um, oh, dude, he was dolphin. His arms were behind him. I, yeah. I, I've, like, I've watched plenty of boxing, uh, and I've watched a good, uh, probably more MMA stuff, and I've seen people lights out before. Not with their arms back like that. That one, I've fight. never truly seen someone in boxing be flatlined like that. That was very violent. That was well, very- even before that, like he was just flailing. Like he didn't have any technique. He's just it looked like ticket fight night <laughs> against a guy who, who actually who, trained who, and fought before. Yeah, and you can say you know the the other thing people don't know about Jake Paul and Logan Paul, these guys were I don't think they were collegiate wrestlers, but they definitely wrestled in high school. Okay. And, and he kept saying, he, I saw videos of him saying, I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. He kept saying that over and over again. I'm like, okay, he absolutely is. Okay. He absolutely is. I mean, there is no doubt he probably should have, you know, we might see a Jake Paul or a Logan Paul. I don't know. Undercard in a main, in like a, like a yeah. real, real a legit bout but they've got a really i mean they've only been two doing two years i would i would beg to like i would say mma is probably a, in the near future oh if, if, if he can wrestle that would because be he sense. because he can wrestle and he can box now. But he, i think he'd already be doing that by now i don't think he'd start uh, he's making he's flip. making a fuck ton of money he's not getting fucked so he up. doesn't care and that. he's not getting fucked up really bad right that makes it yeah. So I I I could see that in the future, but, they, but he it would they, have to be a big price. Like that's that's that, uh, pretty but tall. What, what, yeah, they are pretty tall. They're pretty like in six one, six two, six three. Pretty tall guys. Because I don't I don't watch a whole lot of UFC, but uh, aren't those guys usually like five ten or under? No, well, I mean there's different weight classes. It would be depending on where they're yeah. at. I would but say the probably Pauls aren't going to be in the heavyweight class. No, no, Jake Paul, and then would probably be one seventy, one eighty five. Yeah, I think I think Jake Paul uh, weighed in around one eighty nine. So yeah. if he cut, that's he probably he probably my buddy. Uh, well, uh, uh, that's lean. Go look at my buddy Kamaru Usman. He weighs in at one seventy. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And he's at six one, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know who thought Jake Paul would not prevail the way he did. Uh, it seems like I don't know if the betting odds were much. Of, I don't know if you kept up with that, but they, if they were giving anything to Nate Robinson, that would just be weird. I that's not something that I checked out. But you know, you know, what was also kind of revealing is Mike Tyson let it out of the bag that that Jake Paul is great for boxing. Like the sport. Yes. He's like, we're dying over here. This shit's like boxing fucking stinks. I think everybody knows that. And if it takes a YouTube and if it takes a YouTube guy to watch me and then to watch some other guys down there, then that's not bad for boxing. Okay. So Dana's done the same shit with some of his guys. So he brings in what's CM Punk. CM Punk or CM something. Punk or Street Fighter dude from Florida. I don't can't think of his name. Kim- right Kimbo now. Slice. Kimbo. I mean, all that kind of stuff. Just the bits. You know what I mean? They they kind of kind of float themselves up, kind of keep it interesting to either new fans, but boxing, dude, that's just been such a long. That's even so far removed than just a couple of years of UFC maybe dipping. This we're talking about like. 20 years of a dip, dude. Like, it's been a long time since boxing was really 
hardcore relevant. And the really the only the last relevant fight I've seen would probably be Deontay. We had heavyweights. Deontay Wilder, but Deontay yeah. Wilder in the uh, the uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson yeah. Fury. So I mean, that's the only thing. That was great. Yeah, and that was a great fight. I watched that too, but I, I just don't. I'll I'll find myself but watching they, random UFC fights, but I'm a marginal UFC fan. And they need, but, ten, dude, but they need take, they, they need ten of those guys to watch a boxing match, dude. They like need ten that. of those guys is what they need. They need ten. Yeah. What Deontay Wilder's ain't ten Tyson Furies, yeah. and when then they used to have that back in the nineties and eighties and stuff when it was just massive, like you know they had Tyson Holyfield. The, the thing was is the heavyweights dominated back then, and that was so much more fun to watch because those dudes were just so big, so strong. The punches were so powerful. Everybody got more out of that. Even the flyweight guys back then weren't even that famous. You know, you even had like the little, especially the little Mexican dudes like Cesar Chavez and those guys, those guys were great little fighters, but they weren't near as big as those heavyweights, dude. It's always going to be the heavyweights in boxing that are going to dominate, dude. No, it's because, again, there's it's the knockout factor. You're not getting knockouts with a lot of those smaller guys. Yep. And that's what, many, yeah, go ahead. There's too many titles. There's WBO <laughs> and WBC yeah. and uh, just too much. We just need to one. We just yeah. need one. Well, that's why I think a unified body would be able right. to help that because you're always like, well, he's got he's the world champion. Well, so is that guy over there, or that, that one guy's that guy's like four of them. <laughs> well, I've never fought that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the weird thing, and yeah, and then you're like, well, you fight that guy now, and he's like, I ain't gotta. Oh, why why not? Because I just don't gotta. Right. By the way, Biscuit has an up-to-date Twitter account that's locked. Oh, Cam, uh, Cam, uh, Kim Hamlin or whatever. Yeah, I sent you that one. That yeah, LTV I saw. Um, down in her tweets, like two tweets down from like 2009, it says, "Follow me on my only active Twitter name, Scarlet oh, Weaker." I'm sorry, I thought you were totally about to Those give are out. Protected. I thought you were bro. about to give out her my uh, her OnlyFans. Only <laughs> 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 I was like, here we go. <laughs> no, but you got to see these, just her profile and her little header photo. Her tweets are protected, so I can't see anything. Her poor, her, that poor chick, man. I hope she's like gotten it all together, but she was a true skank back in the day. Yeah. I don't think <sighs> changed, buddy. It's like a Papa's on. You're not allowed to wince at me. <laughs> uh, hold on one second. Jay is not allowed to wince at me ever again. Uh, I didn't call anybody a skank. <laughs> He winces. Yeah, I, I didn't bring. I didn't bring up the most out of context line ever on the podcast. I, what do you I, think of Shannon Sharp and you're fruit? It's weird. That's what it is. <laughs> well, look at me. Obviously, all right. Well, I think I've got almost everything done. Uh, we're not going to talk about Tom Brady. We're not going to talk about Elvis. Tom Brady. I do want to say uh, R.I.P. to Pat Patterson, who died today. Oh, uh, yes. The great, the original IC champion. And also Walter E. Williams, which apparently uh, people have gotten mad at me for saying R.I.P. to. Wait, who's that? Well, it's not really people that you would know. <laughs> oh. Well, he he's a, uh, I'm just going to leave on this. He, he's like a, uh, he's a. A black man, and he's a great black man. Well, he was a great black man. He, uh, <laughs> he he's now dead. Uh, <laughs> but he's a uh, he's an economic uh, ec- ec- uh, 
Oh, the libertarian guy. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he was a libertarian. You know, I was trying to get say economist, but I was saying he's good at the economy. Communist. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm tired. I need to go to bed. But um, uh, so but he has these things where he's you know yeah if some cracker wants to uh, keep black people out of their restaurant, I don't care. I ain't going there anyways. And you know that's kind of his. He's kind of in a. Oh, you're talking about the the, the Dallas restaurant. <laughs> what? That was you talking. Oh, I thought you were talking about the. No, the, I'm uh, just doing a full on like. You what, know, was that, what was the line from that song there? All those girls are dancing to at the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Throw um, your ass in a circle. <laughs> no, but Walter E. Williams would. He's he's like yeah. If you want to have you know he he wasn't down. Oh, with, you're talking about segregation. Stuff. Sorry, he, dude, he was way off God, topic there. Well, I hope y'all enjoy Brian uh, Brian Jones on this podcast. This is the last time on, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. He uh. No, Walter E. Williams. He he as a black man was like, yeah, if you want to discriminate and you want to, you know, throw people out of your business, it's pretty shitty, but you do have the right to do it. And that was his whole thing. And he was also about, um, uh, like a minimum wage and stuff like that. He thinks that's bullshit. Da, 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 da. But I, uh, do you, does anybody know who Paul Krugman is? Fast and Furious. No. Yeah. He was in the second movie. Now, uh, no, he's, have you ever seen Get Him to the Greek? Yeah. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, he's you know he's in the uh Today show and then this guy's in the green room, he's like, My dad loves your shit or something like that. Well Yeah, I remember that distinctly. God dang, y'all suck. Uh we'll review uh Get Him to the Greek next week. Um yeah, uh Paul Krugman, he's a leftist little weasel e- economist and he sucks. And so he wrote something. I, I, I was just kind of trolling his audience, and I go, "R.I.P. Walter E. Williams." And this stupid white dude, he goes, "Yeah, I remember this guy when I was in college in my whatever degree I was, you know, in you know, whatever the fuck I was doing. I remember he was talking, and all he wanted to do is talk about uh, discriminating against blacks." And white racists really loved him. And I go, yeah, well, he just died. So, you know, so <laughs> it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, well, he's a, he's a black guy. Like, isn't it sad that he died? Like, all I did, was, I didn't write anything else to this person. Are you just, looking for sympathy on Twitter from some random dude? <laughs> well, I don't think you're ever going to find that. But I, I did what I did was. I was trolling the Krugman audience yeah. and that's what happened is I was just RIP Walter Williams. And then it turned into a whole shit show and it was pretty funny. Well, <laughs> I, I support anybody who uses the term cracker. We need to, <laughs> we need to bring that back. I love, the term. I love I the term cracker that did. Yeah. Did anybody else die? Cause that was three, that was two people. There should have been a third. Um, I don't know. It's today's Britney Spears' birthday. That's kind of the opposite. But she, she died. <laughs> well, she didn't die. That's what it says. It's the opposite. She died. It's her birthday. She died. She died. She, 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 she died a long time ago. Inside. Back. Inside. Man, she, I I totally tried to do a Britney Spears segment. The the Eli jo- Jordan episode totally got shit on. That was not well. That was not well received. Eli didn't want to talk about Britney. Yeah, he did not care. For, he goes, I don't know, man. I'm kind of a 
Christina Aguilera fan, so. Oh, okay. I forgot it was A or B back then. Or, or, Je- or Jessica Simpson. I can't remember what he said. It but was he's... Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't listen to that Eli episode. I got to give that one a, a spin. Eli's well, good. everyone should good. enjoy that. Enjoy the Peter. I uh, that was that was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys. I'll see y'all. Well, I'll see Jay on the next one. Brian, you're now in in, in podcast prison. <laughs> quarantine <laughs> yes you're now in quarantine but i appreciate you coming on I, thanks guys yeah, all right man see y'all guys uh, talk to you later see Bye. ya Does it make up something to say? Does it turn into sin?